0: I used to love that movie Please don't remake this I have such fond memories of that film Please don't remake this Hey Hollywood, if you wanna be smart
1: Just hire some writers to make some new art And after our heart-to-heart go make a new start
0: childhood please
1: don't remake
0: this please don't remake this hi everyone welcome to please don't remake this the movie podcast where my guests of the week and i get nostalgic and talk about one of our favorite childhood movies i'm lauren mosher and today i have with me actress screenwriter and movie movie reviewer for the chicago film scene website mckenna batterson hello hi. Howdy.
2: How <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you, girl? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. That's my Texas introduction for you all to set us up for holes today. Yes, which I did write. You know what's
0: funny? It, one of my notes is like uh, halfway through the movie, I'm like, where is this again? And then they finally say Texas in one of the flashback scenes. And I was like, ah, yes, of <laughs> Texas, of course. There we go.
2: Yes. In the spirit, I'll be doing this entire episode in a country accent. <laughs> oh, my God. If you can keep that up, I would die. Like, that's hilarious.
1: Oh, man. Uh, I
2: will not not be able to, so I'm actually going to back out of that now.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <It's all> good. <laughs> um, oh, also, for those of you listening, McKenna has also appeared on the podcast before with an amazing two-part episode series on The Princess Bride, so please go back and check out those episodes. They're amazing. It is, like, quality content. <laughs> Highly recommend. If you're a super fan of that movie, it's the perfect episode to listen to. It's just, like, we get into all the nitty-gritty.
2: And now, Lauren and I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs>
0: yes, Exactly. And now we're going to get into the nitty gritty of this incredible movie. Uh, hopefully you guys read the title of the episode. Holes. We are talking Yeehaw. about holes, which is one of the simplest, easiest, but also most awkward pronouncing names for a movie. Holes. <laughs> it's a hard word holes. to say. Holes. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. I pra- Maybe I practiced this intro way too many times, but now it's just getting, <laughs> every time I say it, it gets harder and harder to say. But, it's, um, yeah,
2: it's certainly one of those words that the more you say it, the more, it, the less it sounds like a word.
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so we are talking about holes, which um, also I just remembered, I wanted to read the Disney Plus movie description of this movie because Please. it is kind of hilarious um it's just like so extra like hold on so i'm pulling it up now and this is oh it's a gem okay here we go <laughs> dogged by bad luck stemming from an ancient family curse young stanley <laughs> Yelnats is sent to camp green lake a very weird place that's not green and doesn't have a lake <laughs> Once there, he's thrown headlong into the adventure of his life when he and his colorful campmates, squid, armpit, zigzag, magnet, x-ray, and zero, must dig a hole a day to keep the warden at bay.
2: But why? That, There's so many things to dissect from that. So many things. I don't understand why... Whoever
0: wrote the movie description for this... Because also on IMDb, it's a lot simpler. It's just, like, yeah. Stanley Yelnats gets sent to a, a war camp for boys and he, where he has to dig holes every day for a mysterious reason. <laughs> like, it's something simple like that. Yeah. That almost doesn't even sound like the movie. This one, sure, sounds like the movie, but it sounds like the goonies and like this movie does is not like the, the goonies, goonies. <laughs> like yeah. it's
2: just not that the very fact that they started off the sentence with dogged with bad luck <laughs> yes. i have never heard the word dogged be used in a sentence i don't think i've ever heard that I've been being used colloquially ever it's
0: so good like it's so (laughs) oh my god but um so you suggested the movie mckenna and well actually so what's funny for those of you listening so we were stuck between (laughs) two options mckenna suggested holes and ella enchanted which i promise all of you listening we will definitely (laughs) do an episode of ella enchanted next like that Mm. will definitely be a thing in the future but we couldn't decide what movie to do so we just flipped a coin and this is what we ended up going with. Um yeah, so,
2: I'm very happy we ended up with this too.
0: Yeah, me too. Honestly, I'm this is like perfect timing for this movie. I just feel like it's such an easy watch. It mm-hmm. is it, I've watched this movie I can't even tell you how many times, so it's just one of yeah. those things where like rewatching it. It's funny the things I'm still noticing every with yeah. every watch. Um Yeah. But why this movie for you? What made you uh, suggest this?
2: So, uh, you know there's a few reasons. I I think the big thing is, is like I was obsessed with the movie and the book when I was little, and um, I actually reread the book for this episode, so I will have Ooh. some thoughts on that as well um, cool. later. But uh, I think I think I read it in like fourth grade. And some <laughs> background info about me: some let's let's have a little personal share time. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I it took me a really long time to get into reading. Like it took me a while to like, pick it up. Reading just didn't come very naturally to me. Yeah. And um, I think a big part of that was because, like, I didn't ever see myself in books. I didn't ever, like, see any reason to like or read books. Mm -hmm. And I think Holes was one of the first books I ever read where, like, I, one, I loved it. And, like, I fell in love with the story. I fell in love with the characters. I fell in love with this, like, magical quality that the book has. And then also, I think I saw myself a little bit in some of the characters because, you know, I was this kid who (laughs) didn't really genuinely learn how to read until, like, third or fourth grade. Yeah. And the main character is, you know, Zero, who is also not, like, reading is not something that comes easily to him because he was, you know, obviously different circumstances. He didn't have the resources to learn how to read. Yeah. But, um... I think, like, seeing him, like, made, being made fun of, like, not being able to read in the same way that I was made fun of just, like, touched a little part of my heart that I really loved, and it, like, ended up awakening a love of reading in me, and ironically, I <laughs> ended up becoming a writer, so <laughs> it, it's all because of holes. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's amazing. I'm, i yeah, that's so nice to hear, like, how much this book really made a difference. That's great. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and the second part of that story is that um, I was also just obsessed with the movie in general, and apparently, I I don't recall this, but I was talking to my sister the other day, and she said that she has this distinct memory of, like, every single weekend around, like, the afternoon when they would play Disney Channel movies, like, on, like, a random, like, 2 p.m. on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. It would, they would always play Holes, and she yep. said that every single weekend she would come downstairs and see me, watch me uh, watch watching Holes, because that was all I ever wanted to watch. So apparently I was way more obsessed with the movie than I remembered. <laughs>
0: well, this movie, it was on TV all the time. It's one of the easiest yeah. movies to watch. You can kind of pick it up from any moment in the movie and just, like, go mm-hmm. with it. I almost jokingly call it, like, The Ocean's Eleven for kids. Like, it's one of those movies <laughs> where you can watch it from any point in the movie, and then you're hooked. Yeah. Like, you'll just automatically watch the rest of the movie.
2: That's a great um, comparison. Yeah. Ocean's I, Eleven.
0: <laughs> I Ocean's Eleven is my top rewatchable movie. Like, it is the one uh-huh. that is my go-to, like, food movie if I'm eating something and I'm like, I don't know what uh-huh. to watch. I just automatically put it on. Because I'm just yeah. like, duh. Like, it's so... Yeah. Holes, I feel like, is the kid version of that. Especially because it was on TV so much. So it's like, all of us watched it a hundred times.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, I never actually owned the DVD, but I've seen it oh, 700 wow. times. See,
0: I watched it on TV all the time, but we totally had the DVD. And, of course, my mom, oh, nice. I think, was one of those people who'd be like, if we have the DVD, why don't you watch... Like, it's the classic John Mulaney mm-hmm. joke of like, uh-huh. has DVD but watches it on the TV with commercials, (laughs) gets annoyed when I point this out. Like, (laughs) that, like, classic thing. Um, For me, like, kind of similar to you, like, watch this a million times. Um, Mm -hmm. I think I read this fifth grade, and I remember not really responding to the book. I think, like, at the time I was reading, like, Nancy Drew, and I was, I was already a pretty... I started, like, being a very avid reader when I was in about, like, third, fourth grade. And I got uh-huh. into it through Magic Treehouse books. That, Ooh, then classic. Trans- yeah, classic. And then transitioned yeah. that to Nancy Drew. And then after that, I started reading, like, young adult novels. But Uh I think I was in a Nancy Drew phase at the time, so I was just not interested in reading a book about a bunch of boys on, like, a work camp for...
2: (laughs) Fair. It's very fair. Yeah, I was
0: just like, and I'm supposed to care because, like, I was just... (laughs) I didn't... It totally... And I also really liked the movie, so it was Uh hard for me to read the book that was just slightly different from the movie. Also kind of just as confusing for, like, my greater brain, where I was just like, I don't Get it. Also, though, I will admit this is one of my notes. I did not understand this movie until rewatching it like a few months ago. Um, I never actually paid oh, attention to the uh-huh. chronological order of this movie, which I okay have a spicy hot take on. Uh, so interesting, we'll get to that eventually. I can't wait
2: to hear it. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I, it's just nice watching it as an adult that I finally understand it because now I really mm-hmm. like it. Like as a kid, I liked it, and now I'm like, oh, this is a great fucking movie that you really yeah. can watch with like the whole family. Yeah. And also the soundtrack is like fucking bomb. It's so like, good. Oh what? my god!
2: Yeah, I owned this CD and oh next my to my Avril Lavigne CD and my Aaron <laughs> Carter CD, <laughs> ah, I played, <laughs> I played the whole soundtrack all the time on my Hello Kitty boombox. It was <gasps> my go-to. I... This whole part
0: right now is giving me so much (laughs) nostalgia. This is why I make this podcast. Oh, my God. Very
2: mid-2000s vibe here. (laughs) Wow.
0: Love the mid-2000s. Those were the days, people. (laughs) Um, Should we go ahead and just go into the stats? Let's do it. All right. So we have 2003. Picture it. The the mid-2000s. Like what we were just talking about. Hello Kitty boomboxes. Aaron Carter CDs. Hell yeah. I love that. Um, Rated PG, which is totally appropriate. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, What else? Um, Directed by Andrew Davis. Who directed The Fugitive, which just for me is like total fangirling because The Fugitive is yeah. fucking genius and amazing. I can't believe
2: he went from Holes to The Fugitive. Like I know, what a like, jump.
0: <laughs> I know, right? I'm just like wow. Like but then but this is what he's so good at like the suspense of it, you know? And that's like mm-hmm. and the satisfying endings too because like both yeah. of these movies have like great amazing satisfying endings that are just like yes, yes! so like amazing. Yeah. Um and I love That this is written by the writer of the book, um, Louis Satcher? Sacker? I think it's Satcher. I think it's Satcher, too. Okay, great. I tried looking up, like, interviews, and nobody was pronouncing his name. (laughs) It was just him talking, and I was like, no, please, help me. (laughs) Um, And then the cast, okay, I'm just going to go through the cast. It's super long, so I'm just going to, like, breeze through it. So we have... Sigourney Weaver, John Voight, Tim Blake Nelson, Shia LaBeouf, Cleo Thomas, Jake M. Smith, Byron Codden, Brendan Jefferson, uh, Miguel Castro, Mac, Mac, Mac Max Cash, <laughs> Siobhan Fallon Hogan, Henry Winkler, Nathan Davis, Patricia Arquette, Dulé Hill, and Eartha Kitt. Woo! Yay! Huge ensemble of a movie. I like... N- it was crazy. Like, I was, as I'm writing this, I'm like, Lauren, should you really be, like, cutting these people out? But I was like, but all of them are, like, so actively in the movie. I was like, I can't just remove any of these actors. Um, yeah. And I also want to give a special shout out to the guy who made the score, Joel uh, McNeely. Joel McNeely. Mm-hmm. Because this score is amazing, too, and also iconic. Yeah. Like, so Deserves iconic. a shout out. Yes. Yeah. Um, so shout out to you. Um, and then we're gonna, we'll go ahead and talk about this right now for those of you listening. So hopefully most of you know that, um, there are many allegations right now against Shia LaBeouf from, um, FKA Twigs, who is suing him right now for an abusive relationship that, and his abuse that she sustained during their relationship, Um, I'm going to include an article in the show notes for those of you who maybe aren't aware, who should be aware of this. So for the purpose of this episode, we're going to be trying to focus as much on the movie and the characters and not discussing him because he doesn't Mm -hmm. really need any more attention as it is, you know? Nope. So we're just going to, you know, just like include the article, read the article if you're not already aware and just like listen to survivors of abuse.
2: Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we believe survivors in this house.
0: Yes, exactly. Yes, we do. So mm-hmm. let's just move straight into the superlatives. So, sure. So we start off with Best Dynamic Duo, <clears throat> which I wrote down a few options. One that for me, me is like well. the clear winner, but then like a couple of just like standard options. So yeah. we have the most obvious one, I think, in the movie, which is Stanley and Zero
2: mm-hmm. and their companionship. Yeah.
0: I mean, literally the whole, the crux of the movie rests on their relationship
2: yeah rests on their serendipity watching their friendship grow like from the the first scene that like zero is introduced to stanley to like the end scene is really lovely too it's just a very lovely natural relationship that i think i don't know it's 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 a nice it's nice to see it's so honest like i feel like most movies Mm -hmm. just
0: push it so far so quickly and this one is i think a genuine a uh, uh, display of male affection.
2: Yeah, it's a very gentle relationship, which is what I like the most about it.
0: Yeah, and it's I... It's like, it's... I feel like this... Sorry. No, 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 you're fine, you're fine. I feel like this movie really combats toxic masculinity in a strong yes, way. Yes, yes in that it shows these two being vulnerable so often with each Mm -hmm. other and going to bat for each other. And it's great because I feel like in today's society, or even in that time, I feel like people would have made fun of them of like, "Uh, that's gay. And like using, Uh like trying to use slurs like that, like homophobic slurs like that. Yeah. And and watching this movie, it's so refreshing that nobody does that. I'm like, Mm -hmm. wow, when was the last time you watched a movie with a male friendship without anybody making a homophobic gay joke? Like, Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm. never happens. Yeah. Also, the fact that, like, I mean, the friendship is based on Zero coming to Stanley saying, I do not know how to read. Can you teach me how to read? Which is a very vulnerable position to put yourself in. Mm -hmm. And, like, especially for men where I feel like it's, it's often there's this pressure to know everything and to be on top of everything Absolutely. and for zero to admit that he doesn't know something um it's just very it's very beautiful to me and the fact that stanley helps him and doesn't judge him for not knowing this you know he very stanley very well could have been like oh my god you don't know how to read like how old are you you know, and make fun of him, yeah. but he doesn't, and he, yeah. he embraces it, him. Although it does piss me off
0: that he does brush him off at first, technically.
2: Oh, yeah, true. Because <laughs> It does just, just take the second time around for him to which, agree to do it. Which I get, because that is, like, a big,
0: like, to be a kid, because assuming, I I was doing the math, and I think Stanley's supposed to be, like, 16-ish, it seems. Uh-huh. um, For him to be, like, 16 years old and somebody about his age asking, him like can you be my teacher basically yeah it's hard like I'm learning that with helping um with um Keith's kids you know they're in kindergarten and preschool and they're learning how to read and write and because of COVID Mm -hmm. and them doing most of their schooling online we're the ones who have to be the teachers who have to teach them how to read and write and it is way more difficult than y'all think (laughs) it is to try to teach someone who's never read or written before how to read and write it because like you don't know how to explain it other than like no well, this is just I... the way it is like it is hard <laughs> like it's it's one of those things where you forget how you learned you don't remember yeah. how you learned so like how do you teach it to somebody else
2: i don't know how i would even begin to explain to a child i before e except after c i couldn't do it no nope. i my brain would break
0: <laughs> yeah exactly it's almost impossible yeah <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> so, so kudos to you and kudos to stanley Yep.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Kudos to kindergarten teachers doing the to kindergarten
2: <laughs> teachers. Doing yes. the Lord's
0: work. Oh, my God. Um, oh, no. I lost my headphones. Ah. Oh, no. <laughs> I was trying to take off my sweatshirt because I'm sitting in my podcast closet and I'm
2: dying uh-huh. of heat because... <laughs> podcast closet <laughs> literally I'm
0: like my one of my roommates moved out and I steal his closet now because it's like it's not a walk-in closet but it's big enough technically to have all of my uh-huh. podcast set up in here and so I have so literally I'm just sitting in a in a in a closet like the door shut and everything I'm just <laughs> and I forget when I talk I sweat profusely because of all the carbon uh-huh. dioxide I'm putting in the air. And, and it's <laughs> oh just, no! <laughs> yeah, I know, I'm making this sound <laughs> way more dangerous than it is. I'm fine. I've recorded in here like. Ten million times at this point. So, I if think I it's suddenly
2: safe? hear you go silent, I'm calling nine one one. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My friend has passed out from CO two <laughs> <laughs> emissions from her own mouth know, in her right? closet. Oh god!
0: Oh my god! That would be
2: humiliating,
0: bro What a way to go. Um, so, Stanley and Zero. Okay, so that's
2: that's (laughs) the first
0: nomination I have. The next one I have is Stanley's mom and dad, because they're adorable and funny, Yeah. and the scene where they realize, like, um, like, I don't smell anything, (laughs) and, like, they're dancing, it's so cute, I fucking love them, Mm -hmm. so they're, like, an honorable mention, and then for me, the clear winner is Kate Barlow and Sam. Because, yes, that
2: that was my winner as well. Yeah, relationship goals.
0: I mean, like uh-huh. epic. Like they are like the love story to end all love stories. Like yes. almost rivaling Princess Bride. Like I just love I- them. <laughs>
2: I was thinking about that too. I was like, if we put Sam and Kate and Wesley and Buttercup next to each other, who would win? And I think I'd have to give it to Sam and Kate. Oh, they'd have to win it because like, technically, we talked about that on the Princess Bride episode, like, Wesley
0: and Buttercup have some issues. Yeah,
1: true. Have some toxic
0: uh, issues in their relationship. Yeah, But like, Kate and Sam are like, solid. I mean, Mm -hmm. oh, God, Mm -hmm. I love them. Um, Two
2: beautiful people with a beautiful love story. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And the most tragic ending. Jesus. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Um, Do you have any other
2: nominations? Um, The other pair that I that you didn't say is uh, Mr. Sir and Mom. That's yes. That's that's another duo that I had written down because they're the way those two actors comedically play off each other is a masterclass in comedy. They are so funny. And like, when they like banter and like bicker with each other, I, I have a, no doubt that it was like probably improvised because it's just it's so natural, it's so funny, it's like so indicative of their, of their relationship. It's yep. just specifically it's the get great. me a wrench
0: scene when he's like, get Yes, that's me a, a exactly wrench. what I'm
2: thinking of. Yes,
0: <laughs> he's like, Don't go throwing anything at me.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love it.
0: Yeah, and it's funny because those roles. Could totally not be comedic at all. Like, they didn't need yeah. to go that route. Every, like, they're automatically the villains of the movie. So, like, they didn't mm-hmm. have to be that funny. And then they manage it somehow to be mm-hmm. these, like, almost like these classic, like, dis- they kind of remind me. Oh, my God. You know what they remind me of? Is the, um, uh, the henchmen in 101 Dalmatians.
2: Oh, I, you know, I haven't seen that movie in years. So I don't remember those characters, but I trust you.
0: That's kind of like secretly become one of my new favorite movies. I'm kind of obsessed (laughs) with it because it's actually genius.
2: Um, Uh But they
0: they kind of have that like they're villains, but also hysterical because they're so stupid. It's like very stooge, like very three stooges kind of thing.
2: You know, this is this is gonna be a little bit embarrassing on my end. No, you know what? I'm owning it. Actually, I'm not embarrassed at all. The two people that I immediately thought of when um, I was thinking of, like, comedic villain duos is from uh, The Princess and the Pauper, the Barbie, Barbie's <gasps> Princess and the Pauper. Yes, yes! Um, little, like, <laughs> henchmen, his two henchmen uh-huh. that, like... <laughs> Are just are just uh, chaos incarnate.
0: <laughs> I love this reference so yeah.
2: much. <laughs> That's and, who I immediately thought of. For
0: those of you who follow the PDRT Instagram page, I already posted about Barbie movies
2: because <laughs> I have
0: a sick obsession with them.
2: Because oh, oh, Lauren. Awesome. Oh, Lauren. Me too. <laughs> we
0: we are gonna do an episode on. All of them, like it's just be amazing. <laughs> we're gonna have to do like um, we're gonna have to do one of those like category things of like, pin- uh-huh. like you know, like one against the other and see who who wins. Oh, that will be so much fun. I'm gonna have to do that. That is. Oh, I
2: I have them. so many thoughts on. I've deep dived into the Barbie universe fandom theories and timelines. So I am. I've been preparing my entire life for this. <laughs>
0: yes. Oh my god.
2: Okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs>
0: Well, speaking of comedy, should we move into Class Clown? Yes. Sweet. So now we have Class Clown, where I have uh, some interesting nominations that may not come to mind. Um, okay. So all right. So my first one, which is kind of my top person, Uh huh. that I, every time I wrote her name, I wrote it in all caps, Eartha Kitt, as yes. Madam oh, wow. She's in this movie for like approximately one minute total. Uh-huh and she steals the fucking movie like are yeah. you kidding me yeah every line she says i'm laughing her hit, her maniacal laughter uh, <laughs> of the ah, 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 like it's
2: incredible i one of my love favorite her. parts is when she's like angrily blowing on her pipe yes. <laughs> and like just like puffing out the the pipe smoke mm-hmm. with this like angry face yeah it's just it's classic eartha kit physical comedy classic
0: so or the kid for me is number 1 then i have mm-hmm. the lawyer that the yelnats hire okay <laughs> i just love the way she enters the the, yeah. the scene and she's just like i'm going to take like i'm going to be a fucking lawyer i'm going to take up <laughs> all the space i just love her like i love how
2: commanding she is and i find her fucking hilarious the way she, like, mocks the warden and is like, excuse me. Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> like, she's so great. And I love when she's like, um, but I think he does. You you got a pen? And he's like, you got paper? Like, she's just so, <laughs> so sassy. I love her. She yeah. makes me laugh. And then the last thing is a scene. the The you'll do as I say scene between the three yes, of them. Yes, I
2: wrote that down also. Prime comedy. Like, uh-huh. N-
0: and they're not even, like, trying <laughs> to be funny. They're just, like, that's just how it goes. Like, it's just. Yeah. um And the three of them combined is perfect.
2: Yeah, that bit is so well executed.
0: So well executed. It's one of the few moments in the movie where I feel like it's adult comedy that kids can also understand. Like, kids mm-hmm. can watch that scene and, like, get it, you know?
2: Yeah, um, yeah. But
0: you didn't say anything either. Like,
2: so good. <laughs> so those are my nominations. How about you? I love it. Um, I, my my number one nomination was Mr. Sir again. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. had so many laugh like, I genuinely laughed out loud while rewatching the movie. And it was, like, mostly his scenes that I was laughing out loud at. Like, there's this one scene where he, he, uh, like was shooting one of the yellow spotted lizards. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was like behind Stanley and like it cuts to him later like the walking the crab with his walk. gun off, yeah. Like crab <laughs> <laughs> walking. Yeah. And I laughed out loud. I thought it was so funny and like it's just like it's like the physical comedy of that plus the fact that they put this man in like truly the best costume ever with like the slicked back hair and yeah. like the pompadour and like his weird sideburns plus like the outfit he's wearing it's, it's just- iconic
0: it's so it's iconic. iconic.
2: It, it, you know exactly who that man is the second you see him step on screen.
0: And it makes me so sad, too, because, like, John Voight, I've, like, actively chosen to dislike because he's a Trump supporter. So, like, anytime, no. anytime he's good in a movie, I'm just like, God damn it. This is why I mean, we say, like, separate the art from the artist, because, like, yeah. this is so good. But then he's a
2: dick. <laughs> That's so annoying. So I'm mad at annoying. that. So-
0: I'm just like, can all of you, like... Stop being talented and pieces of shit. (laughs)
2: I, I yeah exactly. It's such a low bar yet such people fail to meet bar. it so often. Yes,
0: exactly. Oh god. Yeah. Um, but
2: so he was he was my number one nomination. Um yeah. another person I wrote down as like a runner up is Zigzag who uh, I uh, he uh, had so uh, many like little one-liners throughout this movie that I was like, "Wait, these are so why did they give this kid so many good right? one-liners?"
0: His role is so random. Like he just comes it's out so of random. nowhere. And yeah, yeah, it's weird. Like all of them are just so weird. Like they're so specific. It's hilarious. Yeah.
2: Zigzag's actor gives me big Bo Burnham vibes. And I'm not gonna lie. <gasps> yeah, I don't hate it. No, <laughs> I'm that not is mad at it. So <laughs> accurate. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. That's
0: so accurate.
2: Yeah, the moment when he's like, uh, they just found the Kate Barlow's lipstick tube, Mm -hmm. and it says KB on it, and they're like, what does KB KB stand for? And he goes, that's Keith Beringer, and they say, who's that? And he's he's in my math class. (laughs) So good. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. And I would never expect it to write down Zigzag as, like, one of the funny characters because he's some random side character. But, dang, he he stole the show in certain scenes. Yeah,
0: I get that. Anybody else or those who are your top two?
2: Those are my top two. Um, although I did want to say in regards to the lawyer character, who I also loved, um, a little fun fact that I found out is... Uh, Lewis Satcher based that character off of his wife, and in the Aww. movie, her name is Carla, which is the name of his wife. Aww. So, it's like basically, he, he just said, I love my tough wife. I'm going to write her into the book as a badass. I <laughs> He love does that.
0: that. I love that. Yeah. That reminds me of the line from, have you ever seen The Holiday with Kate Winslet and Cameron Diaz? I haven't, no. It's one of my favorite Rom-coms, it's arguably one of the best rom-coms up there with, like, When Harry Met Sally and, like, all those, uh-huh. like, heavy hitters. It's great. And there's a line in it where one of the characters, he's an older Hollywood writer from, like, the golden age of Hollywood. And he said that every yeah. time he wrote a movie, the lead girl, he always wrote after his wife. He was, like, she was my muse, Aww. basically. Like, she had so much <laughs> gumption. And she, he wrote, he says it, he phrases it, he's like, she was the girl I always wrote. And I... Oh, I have dreamed of that all my life. Like, I've always just been like, I want to be somebody's muse. So yeah, this, that is really, really cute. I did not know he wrote it after yeah. his wife. I love, yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's very sweet. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Um, Now moving into the literal worst. So <laughs> what's, what's funny is I didn't realize how many people I would not like in this movie. So I uh-huh. literally wrote as a joke, but also kind of true. I just wrote one of the one of the options I wrote was, in all caps, SO MANY PEOPLE. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, there's so many awful people in this movie. Like, so many, like, quote-unquote villains. Um, Unfortunately,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I have some obvious ones and then one that's, like, a personal vendetta for me. That's, like, Ooh, a personal okay. bias. So, I'm ready. So the most obvious ones, uh, starting with uh, Doc slash Mom, whatever you want to call him. Mm-hmm. Um, mom, he, yeah, the fucking worst. I mean, like, mm-hmm. as funny as he is in the movie, man, some of his scenes when he's mocking Zero for, like, no reason, he just picks Zero to be, like, the yeah. kid he's gonna torment, which I don't really understand. I feel like maybe yeah. Zero used to be, like, him when he was a kid, and maybe he's just taking mm-hmm. it out on his, like, what he considers to be, quote-unquote, his younger self, and it's, like, yeah. some weird, like, um, disassociation or something for him. But, yeah. um, I hate him, obviously. He's yeah. He's the fucking worst. And when he gets smacked in the face with a hammer, it's so
2: satisfying. hmm I actually have some theories on why I think Mr. Pendanski is so cruel to Zero, if you would like to hear them. Yeah.
0: Um, yes,
2: please. <laughs> Enlighten me. So, <laughs> so I, I, a, like, huge running theme throughout Holes is the punishment of poverty and how people who are poor are going to be disproportionately punished both like in the criminal justice system as well as socially
1: mm-hmm.
2: and i think zero zero is the only kid at camp green lake who is poor and also homeless mm-hmm. like we see that stanley deals with poverty we see that like i think squid is his name i think he he talks a little bit about he like, mentions dealing if with... my
0: mom would stop drinking and my dad would come home would come back yeah
2: exactly he like has a few moments of that but Zero is the only character that <clears throat> we see poor as well as homeless. And I think, I mean, there's a lot of abuse of power happening at Camp Green Lake, obviously, but I mm-hmm. think Mr. Pendanski's hatred towards Zero stems a lot from the fact that, like, one, he's this, like, small, kind of weak kid who doesn't talk a lot but also he's homeless and like i think in mr pendancy's mind that's like the biggest failure and he he takes that he takes that out on zero and it's cruel and awful but it's you know a reality that a lot of homeless people um do deal with yeah god and he's just a kid
0: too so it's like not his fucking Mm -hmm. fault you know oh Jesus. Yeah. Fuck yeah. him. Yeah, he's yeah, that's why he's Fuck on Mr. my Trudansky. list. Fuck Mr. <laughs> Danski. He sucks. <laughs> um my other nominations, <clears throat> I have um the girl that Elia tries to marry in the flashback scenes. With, oh, yeah. Like, obviously. Mira, Mira, something like that. Yeah, Mira, I think, um, she's a fucking bitch. Like, she's horrible. I mean, like, <laughs> I'm glad that he, like, gives up on her, because, like, wow.
2: Her um, head's as empty as a flower pot. Yep, <laughs> clearly.
0: <laughs> um, then, of course, the, another obvious one, Trout Walker, who kills Sam, um, mm-hmm. yeah. and burns down the schoolhouse. I mean, like, are you, yeah. like, <clears throat> like literally, like <laughs> KKK, like full, like let's just go uh-huh. the distance. Like he is a monster. Yeah. Um, also,
2: his ugly little gold tooth. Is- yes disgusting
0: disgusting and the way that he corners her in the schoolhouse too it's just like mm mm no, uh-huh, no 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 yeah he's awful also oh he's like my daddy owns the lake or something like that and i'm like you sound <laughs> so fucking stupid like mm. you you fucking loser that's become like my yeah. new word that i like using against people that are just awful <laughs> i there's something we need to bring loser back loser is a great word to describe yeah. these people
2: like they're fucking Screw. losers <laughs> Screw giving someone the finger. I just want to start doing the L on the forehead again. <laughs> Anytime I see someone who I don't like, just yes. be like, oh, like you're going to flip me off. Well, I'm going to give you a big L to show you how much disrespect I have for you. It's yes. reached middle grader level. Yes, it's what they
0: deserve. It, they deserve it bare is what they deserve. Minimum. Oh, my God. Um, and then my last one, which is my most biased opinion that I've had since I was a child. And every time I watch this movie, I'm remembered of how much I hate this character. <laughs> I hate X-Ray.
2: Really? I hate Why? him. Why?
0: So Much. He's just a dick. Like, they're all in, like, the worst Uh possible situation. And I hate anybody when, like, you're at rock bottom or even, like, below Uh rock bottom. I despise anybody who chooses to be the bully in that situation. Who chooses to be, like, I'm going to be the most aggressive, obnoxious person in this room to, like, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, win or, like, get ahead. Like, every single moment he's in the movie, I'm just, like,
2: boo.
0: Like, I just, I yeah. ha- hate him so much. He's okay. such an here's, asshole.
2: Here's the thing, though, is because I feel for X-Ray a little bit. Because I think everything that he does to, like, assert his dominance and, like, be a dick is survival. It's It's a survival method. It's, like, what, I mean, if we're comparing this to, like... I mean, because when you think about it, Camp Green Lake is reminiscent of a prison. Yes. it's yeah, it's yeah, yeah. juvenile detention. I mean, I literally and, like,
0: joke as one of my notes that this is the kids' version of Shawshank. <laughs> it's
2: yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a prison. It's like it's you know not very subtle in some of its approaches that like this is reminiscent of, you know, the prison industrial complex and like other other uh, you know. Things that are associated with prisons. Mm-hmm. And, like, I I think X-Ray being the leader and, like, asserting himself as the leader is him... He's been there the longest. He's, he's the kid that's been there the, for the longest amount of time. And I think him establishing himself as a leader is just him trying to survive this, like, really grueling prison-like life that he's found himself into. Because he knows in his head if he's on top, then no one's gonna fuck with him.
0: But it's like nobody... Uh, they're just like all... <laughs> I just hate how they like all gang up on each other all the time i'm just like y'all like nobody else is gonna help you like just like mm-hmm. but this is maybe me being just like too optimistic i'm just like <laughs> just like support each other guys like everybody in the world is against you except each other so like why yeah. would you guys make it worse for each other like every scene where they're still fighting over the line to get water i'm just like uh-huh. what the fuck you guys like this is why yeah. you're here grow
2: the fuck up like get your it's- shit together It's interesting because in the book, which I'm kind of sad that they didn't include this in the movie, is um, every single time the water truck comes, there's a designated order that they all stand in. Yes, exactly. In the line. So, like, it's x-ray is always first, and then I think armpit is second, and I know zero is always last, and, like, everybody else kind of muddles and falls in the middle. Um, somewhere. Which but is, I, th- I wish they had established that a little bit more in the movie because I think it shows how, like, you know, if if this were an actual prison, there is, like, a ranking order.
0: Yeah, that's the most realistic depiction of how that would go down. So I hate every time mm-hmm. that I see that, like, they still fight over the line.
2: I'm just like, no, you wouldn't. Like,
0: <laughs> you would figure <laughs> it all out by now. The only yeah. benefit of the doubt I'll give X-Ray is without him insisting that he has to get anything that's found, um... Mm-hmm we wouldn't have the rest of the movie because if he didn't insist that and Stanley had given it over, they would have found the trunk and Stanley would have had no chance of getting it. Yeah. So, like... So...
2: Dare I, I say X ray is the hero of the movie is what I was he's what you're saying? the catalyst, not <laughs> hero is too strong a word. Um, I just love his little glasses. Which <laughs> are so, I am so thick. Big.
0: They're I know. so thick. I like every time I watch this movie, I'm just like, he
2: is legally blind. Like <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, but that's my list. How about you? Okay. I mean, I I think uh you said two my top two, which is um Trout Walker and, uh... Who was the other person you said? Mira? Oh, no, no, no. Trout Uh, Walker and... Mom. Yes, and Mr. Pendanski. Yes, exactly. I think those would have to be my top two. My biased one, similar to your bias with X-Ray, is I always get so mad at him every single time I watch the movie, and I know I shouldn't, but I hate Elion yell El- Yelnats. El- oh yeah, he's, he's awful. Like <laughs> The fact, like, when he leaves Madame Zeroni, what an asshole! Like, I just think about how she was probably sitting there waiting for him and then died waiting for him because yeah. he didn't take her up the mountain to help, help yeah. heal her. It makes me so unbelievably mad. <laughs> it's very, like, Beauty and the Beast-esque,
0: of like yeah. totally avoidable, totally deserve the curse. Like yes, yes, <laughs> he, he had it coming. Yeah,
2: yeah, and like it's it's the same thing where it's like okay, I recognize that like him doing this was the catalyst to you know Stanley's whole hero's journey that he goes on, but at the same time, I want to punch him in his stupid face.
0: Yep. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Um, should we move on to most likely to succeed?
2: Let's, let's do it.
0: Okay, so for those of you listening, we have now said adieu to the where are they now category. Because I just feel uncomfy talking about people's careers as if that's their only contribution to society. So (laughs) we're moving straight to most likely to succeed. So for this, I wrote, (laughs) I wrote the most infamous award goes to Shia LaBeouf. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, because I feel like even without the allegations, he's just been this like infamous... Actor for how many years of just like causing yeah. problems and
2: he's certainly made his mark on the world, everybody, <laughs> that yeah. is for sure. So, he
0: that is that is his tiny little um trophy. And then mm-hmm. I wrote, I also wrote, Eartha Kit is eternal, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like Agreed, I was just like agreed, she's just well, obvious, like it's Eartha Kit, she she will live on forever. Um, yeah, and then the top one though that I wrote, like the most realistic option is Sigourney Weaver,
2: yeah, I would agree with that, yeah, um. She, I, I, when I was doing research, I found out they're making an Avatar two, three, four, and 5 right now.
0: Like, all of them at the same time,
2: or? Yes, they're making them, they're making them all right now. They're all in pre-production at the moment. Better And lie. they were, it was, it was on Sigourney-, <laughs> Sigourney Weaver's IMDB page. That's how I found out about it, but...
0: That's so extra. I mean, good, Why? good for her, I
2: guess. She has work until 2028. That sounds
0: awful, though. Like, what kind of... <laughs> can you imagine having to do four movies for one friend? Like, eventually, you're going to hate it. Like, yeah. can you imagine that press tour, like, 10 years from now? It's going to be so awkward. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, do Should we move into Most Iconic?
2: Um, I want to name a few people for Most Likely to Succeed, oh, please, actually. go ahead. I wrote down Sigourney Weaver, but I also... Absolutely love Dulé Hill, and I love the work he has done recently. Like, his work on Psych was so good, and he has consistently been booking since then. And they did, like, a Psych movie that he was a part of, and he was- I think he was a part of, like, West Wing at one point. Well, he was West
0: Wing. He was- he was the assistant to the president. He was his, like- Um, I've
2: never seen West Wing. (gasps) Don't don't tell anybody.
0: (laughs) It's on the podcast
2: now. No. Oh,
0: my God. Yeah, he is... He's the assistant to the president, and he... That's what got him this movie, was because, like, West Wing made him a star. Um, And he's, you have to, you have to watch West Wing. Honestly, there's so many great things about West Wing, but watch it for Uh him. Because besides the fact, you'll have the biggest screen crush on him, because he's Uh so cute and just, like, so good. Um, It's just great to see him, like, in everything he does. He's awesome. I got to see him on stage in 2019 in L.A. um, (gasps) playing Nat King Cole. And oh, he, my God. Awesome. Like, so awesome. And then he's also really yeah. nice. I got to meet him after the show, and he's very oh sweet. Oh, my
2: God. Super grounded. I fall in love instantly. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Seri- that was exactly me. He's just, like, yeah. very sweet, very humble, and just very kind. And, yeah, Duley, we are Duley Hill stands here.
2: <laughs> yes. Always and forever. Yeah. He's also a really good tapper. He's, like, an like he amazing yeah. tapper. That's why he
0: did the show. He had, like, his own tap solo in it as Nat Kinkle <gasps> and it was, ooh. <sighs> I bet there's video of it. You have to look it up there. There's gotta I will be something that
2: find that bootleg somewhere if it's yes. the last thing I do.
0: <laughs> Did you have any other nominations?
2: Um, I was also gonna say Tim Blake Nelson, who played Mr. Pendansky, oh really as like a runner up. I-, I don't think he gets most likely to succeed, but I just some of the stuff that he's been in, like recently, <laughs> I'll be honest, I don't think I've seen him in anything other than this movie. Really? Have you seen Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed? Wait, he's in that? Yes. As who? <laughs> um, he plays one of the villains. I don't remember the name of it. It's like the... Oh, oh hold on. I'm gonna find this. <laughs>
0: I'm looking it up right now because I had no idea. Oh, wait. Jack... Jacobo? Jacobo? Jacobo. Yeah, Jacobo?
2: Dr. Jacobo is who he plays. Wow. So he plays as like, villain in Scooby-Doo, too. So, I mean, like, that's an iconic performance, first and foremost. Um, but he was also in, like, uh, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs and Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? <gasps> yeah, Which, like, are both really good. I really enjoyed both of those, and I enjoyed his performance a lot in both of those, too. I just think he's a good actor. Um, so he gets, like, a shout-out. Oh, and he was just <laughs> in Watchmen, say. too. Yeah, he's been working yeah, a I, lot. I haven't seen Watchmen, but, I mean, good for him. Yeah, I'm looking at his stats right now. He's been on a
0: lot of projects. Like, he's still very consistently working. Good for him, man. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he was in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt as Kimmy's dad and was very oh my funny God. in that. <laughs> wow,
0: that that sounds hilarious. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow, good for yeah, him. Yeah, so
2: I just wanted to give him a little shout-out because I think he does good work.
0: Yeah, fuck yeah. Awesome. Um, all right, <clears throat> let's move into Most Iconic. Um, do you want to go first and read off your list or should I go?
2: Sure. I will go first. Um, I am going to elaborate on something that you said earlier because I wrote down Madam Zeroni as most iconic, um, for literally all the reasons that you said earlier, because she, it's exactly what you said. Like she is on screen for like less than five minutes, but she makes such an impact with her performance and is one of the most memorable characters, From holes, yeah, yeah, she
0: literally is. Yeah,
2: she's she's just so good. I mean, her her earrings, her little head wrap, her beautiful Eartha Kitt eyes. It's I mean, it's everything. She also looked so good in the movie, like for her Uh age, like she looked. Oh yeah, awesome. What I could not tell you how old she was in that movie. I would guess somewhere between forty and sixty, and would probably still get it wrong. Oh, you so wrong
0: because I think she. (laughs) Wait, I'm looking now. I'm double checking because I'm like. (laughs) Wait no 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 she was so much older than that because yeah she died she died in two thousand eight at eighty one so she was in her seventies.
2: Oh my god. <laughs>
0: yeah she was. I was
2: very incorrect there huh? <laughs> she
0: was seventy six and she but she looks mm-hmm. like sixty.
2: She does she looks beautiful she, she looks, looks so good so
0: beautiful oh my god this woman she's eternal she's amazing. Yeah. oh god I love her, her. eartha
2: kit voice too just like when literally she was I wrote as one of my. The-
0: yes 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 go yeah go,
2: go, go. when she's like singing the if only song and she's just like if only if only the little bird cries yeah, yeah. oh my god i love her
0: like uh, i literally i have it as one of my best quotes i have um mm-hmm. her um you and your family will be cursed for always <laughs> and eternity that's like literally yes. how she says it and it's incredible yes. like it's so it's perfection oh, she's and and what's sad is like all like here is Isma because I'm just uh-huh. like that is the voice that is the yeah. voice of our generation is Eartha yeah. Kidd as these two roles as Isma and Madame Zeroni she just stole yeah. her childhood it's incredible she really
2: did she really did um yeah so she's my number one most iconic yeah uh the second thing we talked about also which was the soundtrack because yeah. it's truly just bop after bop on that soundtrack and no song will ever compare to the song Dig It. Yeah. It's <laughs> the best song in the world. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Oh my god. Oh, Modern-day yeah. pop artists are just trying to create what they did. <laughs> <laughs> the song Dig It I need,
0: I need somebody like Billie Eilish to sample that song and her, oh on my her next God. album.
2: When, <laughs> isn't that such a Billie thing to do, though, is to sample? It is. It is. And you know what? I would listen to the hell out of it. Me too. I would, I would be like, this I is would a bop. love that song. That song is a fucking bop. It's
0: amazing. Oh, my God.
2: Yeah, so that's another one of my most iconic. And then the next, the next one I guess I can combine into two... Which I think says more to like the storytelling of the movie, which is uh, most iconic to me is the setting and the names. Yes. Because, like, from literally the first second of screen time, that when you like see like this barren wasteland filled with holes, like you can like feel the heat rating off the radiating off the screen. Like you can, you're there, you're in that in that world yep. automatically, and like. It, it just does such a good job of this, like, barren wasteland creating this, like, this world of, um like, mystery and, like, hardship, but also, like, this, like, folklore element as well. Like, it just, it's it's so well done. Yeah. So, kudos to the director. What was his name? Andrew Davis. Was that his yeah, name?
0: Andrew Davis and whoever, I don't have the cinematographer's name listed as well, but, like, also mm-hmm. shout out to the cinematographer for setting all that yeah. stuff.
2: Yeah. So kudos to Andrew Davis, and then kudos to Lewis Satcher for just naming his characters perfectly. Because, yeah. like, I talked about this in uh, the Princess Bride episode as well. Like, I love character names where you hear them and you can get an image in your mind of who that person is before even seeing what they look like. Oh, yeah. Like, I think names like that are just absolutely perfect. I love That Stanley's name is Yelnats backwards. I Uh love that aspect. I love the fact that it's called Camp Green Lake when it's neither a camp nor a lake, nor is it green. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I love that Mr. Sir's name is Mr. Sir. I love that the warden doesn't have a name and she's just the warden. I love that Mr. Pendanski is mom. I love all the nicknames. Like, it's just, it's so good. And it helps create the world of the movie in this, like, beautiful, 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 beautiful way. And it just, it makes me, it makes me happy. As a screenwriter, I'm like, that, that's it. That's good writing. That's right there.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, man. I love listening to that. That was amazing. (laughs) Just gave me all of the warm feelings. That was awesome. Um, Half of my list is exactly what you've already said, so I'll just be be reiterating (laughs) what you said. Um, I wrote... Um, so I wrote, what's funny is I wrote the song and then I wrote the rap song. So the song <laughs> being the fable, like the folk song of if only, yeah. if only the Woodpecker size. Um, mm-hmm. that one, cause like that's iconic. And I remember singing that a lot in my house, like when I was a kid with Me like too. my parents and with my sister, like that was a thing. Yeah. Um, so it's genius. Um, and then, of course, the rap song, Dig It, is, like,
2: uh-huh.
0: I cannot, I mean, you know, like, how many times did they play that in our elementary school? That was, like, <laughs> the song everybody was,
2: like, yeah, this is our jam, like, that. <laughs> it was, like, Dig It and the Naked Mole Rap were, like, yes! the two songs of my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> yes!
0: The Naked Mole Rap. Oh, my God.
2: Wow. Yeah. Flashback. Um,
0: and then I wrote Onions with an exclamation point, because <laughs> onions have never been so central to a storyline and peaches yeah. technically but mm-hmm. I remember the onions way more than the peaches no offense to the peaches. me too yeah um <clears throat> I wrote oh holes like literally physical holes anytime I see a hole now I'll, I just think of this movie <laughs> if I see the word I think of this movie because yeah like, you can literally picture the title like the 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 type font and the color uh-huh. like you can picture it in your head if you
2: hear that, the burnt like holes. burnt orange the
0: burnt orange the giant like old school like across the sky <laughs> like look yeah
2: uh-huh. um
0: also them looking down into the hole is iconic yes. like that whole yes. poster is iconic uh-huh Um, what next? Oh, yellow spotted lizards, the made up, (laughs) the fictional Uh dangerous animal (laughs) that I don't know why. That's one of my notes is like, why did they create a fake animal? I don't get it. Like, aren't there? They could have just used scorpions. Scorpions will kill you too. Like, I don't
2: understand. I think yellow spotted lizards do exist. But
0: then why would they paint?
2: Like, they literally just painted
0: those fake.
2: Because I think they're ugly looking. So they used oh, so they actual, like... like, iguana-y looking with lizards and just painted them. It's just so okay. weird. <laughs> There's a yellow-spotted tropical night lizard, um, which is Central Mexico through Central America. Wait, I think this picture, <clears throat> one of the pictures here is
0: from the movie. This is Holes! <laughs> I guess <laughs>
2: Wow. Oh, God.
0: Oh, I cannot be looking at lizards in this closet right now. I have a mouse situation that's going on at my apartment, so I just, like, I should not be looking at lizards. I can't look at anything that crawls right now. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I just, (laughs) iconic. Um, What else? Uh, Stanley Yelnats, just that name Mm -hmm. is, again, like you said, iconic. Um, so good stinky shoes just like the idea of (laughs) shoes being smelly I always think of this movie now Uh because I'm like well yeah this movie is like invented stinky shoes if
2: only I had some sploosh then maybe my shoes wouldn't be stinky (laughs) yes exactly sploosh what a name (laughs)
0: honestly that I'm adding that to most iconic right now sploosh is the most iconic word
2: yes I mean again it's like the names in this movie they do such a good job like oh god I don't know Just, Lewis Satcher, I, you did a good, good one here.
0: Yeah, which actually leads me into my next most iconic, which is (laughs) book to movie adaptations. This is one Mm -hmm. of the most iconic, like, next to, like, Perks of Being a Wallflower, it's, like, one of the most iconic adaptations, because it's so true to the book, it's so true to the characters and the story, and it's just great, it's so iconic.
2: Yeah. And then my this last... This is why we get the authors to write the screenplay. Yes. Because <laughs> they do a good job. And, like, let them write mm. it.
0: Like, please do not, like, uh-huh. stand on top of them being like, oh, we're yeah. change all of it. Like, fuck you. Like, just let them do their job. Yeah. Um, and the last two I have is Zero with a heart, because I fucking love Zero. <laughs> He's mm-hmm. the best. And you just, like, sweet baby angel. And, yeah. And then the last one I have is... I can fix that. Because Yes Like (laughs) screaming. I will never recover from that. Like in what I mean you saw like one of my notes was like,
2: This movie's (laughs) making me horny, whoops. Like Everyone is so hot in this movie, too, so it, like, does not help that it's also well-written.
0: Yes, exactly. And it's like, oh, there's so many people to find attractive. Yeah. So many many crushes, so many things that make us, that are making us gay. Like, it's incredible. (laughs)
2: Listen, one of my favorite tropes, one of my favorite tropes in movies is when characters, and they did this in Princess Bride also, is when characters say something that's not I love you but it means, the subtext of it, it means I love you. Yes. Like, I am a sucker for that every single time. I love it when they did it in a-, in a Princess Bride with As You Wish, and I love it when they do it here with I Can Fix That. It's just, it's one of those tropes that, like, I think is, I'm, I'm happy it's a trope because nope. it, it hits every single time.
0: I'll be honest, we've been robbed of a prequel movie just about, do uh just about sam and kate barlow like i need I an know. entire movie about their relationship yeah and i need I would watch it yeah and then i need like the first half i need to be about the two of them their relationship and then after sam is killed i need the rest of the movie to be about her being a bandit like i need uh-huh. both of those things all in one it would be beautiful um but that's my most iconic list. Hooray. Now Hooray. we move into Best Dressed, which I only have a couple of nominations because these were the mm-hmm. two for me that I'm just like, I mean, you and I kind of joked about this before we yeah. recorded, like, texting about this. Kissing Kate Barlow and The Warden made all of us yeah. lesbians. Like, it's the
2: only two right answers.
0: <laughs> like, what? Like, and it's funny because I'm talking, like, I, I mean, like, their entire aesthetic. Like, everything uh-huh. about them is just, like, sexy as yeah. fuck. I, I, I want,
2: yeah. You know, I want to see—I uh, don't know what movie this would be—but I want to see a world in which the warden and Kate Barlow get to date. That's what I want. <laughs> Whoa, my god! I think the world well, isn't ready. Like, the world's not ready. The world isn't ready for the best power couple. Yep. Because, like, I was thinking about it as I was watching the movie again, and like, there's that one scene—the when, uh, when the warden is painting her nails with the rattlesnake venom. <gasps> yeah. And like stanley's like which uh, first off (laughs) that scene is amazing yes it is (laughs) hands down (laughs) um but like you know the the information that's gleaned from that scene is stanley like looks around and sees all these like framed photos and like newspaper articles of kissing kate barlow and i was like is the warden like a little in love with kissing kate barlow like (laughs) (laughs) i think she is (laughs) that would be cool
0: that would be really cool
2: oh man So that's the that's the fan fiction I want to write. (laughs) Yeah, because she also Warden
0: fanfic. She also totally doesn't seem like I don't know if it's that she just doesn't need a man or whether she's just like not interested in men. But Uh like, I would I could totally see her being with a woman. Like, I think that's a really easy addition to her character because it's not like there's any men around her that
2: she's particularly attached to. I hope after she gets arrested and goes to jail and does her time, I hope she has a beautiful rehabilitation and finds love with a woman and then it becomes orange is the new black (laughs) and it becomes orange is the new black (laughs) (laughs) can you imagine that like the universe happening all at once wow that'd be funny the Um, warden is big red that's what i'm getting from this
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes um do you have any other nominations i mean you had mentioned mr sir earlier as his like his his outfit is iconic
2: (laughs) (laughs) you know i didn't write him down but i heavily agree with that um yeah, he, he also gets a nice little shout out there. My main one was the warden just because I love her, like, her hoops. I love her curls, I love her, like, the scene when, like, they go, when Mr. Sir knocks on the door and is like, oh, he ate my sunflower seeds, <laughs> um, and she, like, opens up the door and she's in her, like, little sports bra and, like, jean, <gasps> yes. jean thing, oh and, god, like, her hair's pulled up. I, like, I gasped when I saw her yep. this time around, because I was like, oh my god, I <laughs> forgot, like, how beautiful Sigourney Weaver is and, like, how much power she has on the screen.
0: Yep. See, Kate is so my type. Like her hair as she what's funny is both iterations of her are my type. So <laughs> like so Kate is the school teacher and like the super uh-huh. like cutesy prim and proper beautiful blonde hair that's like coiffed to perfection and like her yeah. just like natural beauty and everything. I'm just like, oh my god. Like, wow. Yeah.
2: Like see Twitter pattern. <laughs> I think I want to be Kate, but I think I want to date the warden. I think that's the difference for me.
0: See, I'm the opposite. I want to be the warden, but I want (laughs) to date Kate. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) Because then when Kate puts on her red outfit to kill the sheriff... Oh yes. my god. <laughs> I die. Even when she's dying, she looks so fucking uh-huh. beautiful.
2: I'm like She does. Ooh, ooh, all the feelings. All <laughs> all
0: wow, a lot going on. Yeah. Wow. I love her. Yeah. Um, shall we move into best quote? Sure, let's okay. do it. Uh, we'll go ahead and go back and forth. Um, I'll start with my first one. Let me see. <laughs> oh, I already read my first one. The you and your family will be cursed for always and eternity. Like, <laughs> just, the way she says eternity is uh, it's inca- so iconic. Good. It's so good. The
2: read. It's just the read. Like, the way she reads it is everything. Only Eartha yeah. Kitt could, could do a line like that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, what's your first one? Um, the first one I have is it's all because of your no good, dirty, rotten pig stealing great great grandfather. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> yeah, another thing that just like I, it's it's another way that builds the world in a really beautiful way, and I love it. Yep, and I love how Stanley uses it later in like the group
0: therapy that they're doing. Uh huh. And all uh-huh. the guys are just like, what? <laughs> but like they find it funny. It's great.
2: <laughs> uh huh.
0: My next one is armpit when they find when Stanley finds the uh the fossil. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. armpit just goes look at the little fishies Aww. yes <laughs> <laughs> just, i was
2: gonna write that one too i, I love, love it.
0: it it's so sentimental it's so adorable And i'm just like oh you go armpit that's cute as shit.
2: <laughs> um one that i wrote down which is it's not like a big moment mm-hmm. but it's one of the lines that starts the book and I remember reading that and loving it and being like oh that's a good line and Stanley like says it it's like a throwaway line for him but it is in the movie which I did appreciate he says the warden owns the shade which
1: oh yeah is like
2: like uh on the surface does not seem that iconic but I think it just like plays at the power structure in this camp and how like the person who has the power is the person with the thing that's wanted most which in this case at Camp Greenlink is shade yeah and like I think that's just like a brilliant way to like to immediately set up like who this person is who the warden is and like the kind of um power she holds in this uh in this community it's just it's oh two chef kisses so good
0: yeah absolutely um my next one is Henry Winkler (laughs) iconic, (laughs) where, when they've discovered that peaches and onions stops the smell, and they've invented sploosh. Uh Uh-huh. And I never noticed how funny this line is, because it's just kind of, like, mixed in there with all of them talking over each other. Uh But he goes, I told you I was on the brink of no stink. (laughs) And know if that was scripted I don't know if that was Henry Winkler's genius improv but it's so good and it's just like mixed in there because they're all talking at once so it's hard to hear but when I caught it this time I can't stop saying it I can't stop I'm even I'm just around my apartment dancing I'm like I told you I was on the brink of no stink
2: and he's just so excited oh my god I don't think I've ever heard that line before that's so funny it's awesome it's awesome <laughs> wow Thank you, Henry Winkler, for all you contribute to yes, this movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, uh, one of the ones that I wrote down is going to be pretty obvious, which is, I can fix that.
0: Yes! I yeah. can't make...
2: oh. Had to be in there. Had to be included. Has to. I mean, yep. like I said before, I'm a sucker for the I love yous that aren't directly meaning I love you. It's just, it tickles my heart every single time.
0: Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, God. Um, my last two that I have, I'll just read one of them, um, and then I'll go to But I have, like, just really small one-liners that get me every time they happen in the movie. <laughs> so when Stanley and, uh, and Zero have been discovered, they've taken out the trunk, they've discovered it's mm-hmm. theirs, and they're having this argument about, like, Stanley going home, and he doesn't want to leave without Zero. And mm-hmm. Squid comes out of the rec room... And sees them. And as soon as he sees them, he runs back in. You see him, like, two seconds. He, like, (laughs) acknowledges that they're there. He runs back in, and you hear him scream, They're alive! (laughs) 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 I laugh every time, because I just love how pumped he
2: gets. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: I, it's so funny, and I,
2: yeah. It's that's, a nice background bit, too. It's so like, good.
0: Yeah, it's like, comes out of nowhere. Like, you don't see it coming, and then all of a sudden, it's, like, yeah. the comedy's back in the movie. And then the rest of the movie is just yeah. pure comedy. It's just hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, this is probably my favorite quote and favorite moment in the movie, uh, which is, I'm tired of this, Grandpa! Well, that's too damn bad! <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to write that one down too. It's so good. Oh my God. I quote that one all the time. I did that all the time with my old coworkers. It's my favorite. I'm tired of this grandpa. Let's well, do damn bad. It's so good.
0: I said it like early on in the movie. I was just like, wait, mm-hmm. I'm waiting for this. I'm waiting for that moment. <laughs> and then my last one is also a tiny little one-liner of, mm-hmm. um, stanley's mom when they're all now like wealthy living on their nice properties in texas and she comes out and she's like um it, it, it's coming on book it out and i love the way she screams <laughs> book it out it's like <laughs> running it's so oh my god siobhan, siobhan <laughs> Hogan just steals that she steals every she scene is. in the movie she's for me she's a
2: scene, scene stealer
0: she's the fucking best but like specifically that line got me yeah every time i love her
2: This is off topic, but there's this one scene with her in it that like I had not seen. I I didn't realize how funny it was until I rewatched it this time but it's when she's writing her letter to Stanley and she's, Mm -hmm. like, dramatically, like, sighing and, like, writing the letter and, like, in the background, her husband and the landlord are, like, about to fist fight and, like, screaming at each other. But she's, like, she's, like, giving me, like, when will my husband return from war energy and, like, this, like, languid, like, writing, broodingly writing this letter to her son. It's so funny and it's, like... Just so out of pocket. I wouldn't expect it. But it's again, she's still in that scene forever and always. She is. It's so good. That moment is hilarious. And she's like, Yeah.
0: I feel bad for the woman for the little old lady who lived in the shoe. Because it must have smelled <laughs> real bad. And her voiceover is like perfect. It's just yeah. so like uh... icon
2: behavior. Yep. Yes. Oh god, I
0: love her. Um, what's your next one?
2: Um, my my next one is this is a this is another like offhand one that I have not ever heard until this time, like, watching the movie, um, I think it's when the warden is, like, looking over the, when they think they found the lipstick and they're, like, digging all those holes to try and find the treasure near yeah. where the lipstick was supposed to be found, mm-hmm. she just under her breath says, I am surrounded by cow turds. I wrote that one down <laughs> too! <laughs>
0: I had never noticed it before her lines like every line she has I'd also written down as one of the options of can you hear the empty spaces like Uh (laughs) oh my god she is incredible I want to be her when I grow up me too
2: yeah awesome even though she's the villain
0: I'm like she's a villain but like you kind of want to be her like she's Mm -hmm. just
2: too cool for school she's the villain but you know what I gotta respect her because she's a confident lady and we need more of those yeah seriously Oh, man. Um, Do you have any more? That was it for me. That was about it for me. The one, like, I wrote down as a little shout out to this line is when um, I love it when every time the warden says, excuse me, I think it's (laughs) brilliant every single time. But the last one when uh, Stanley, when she's like, please just like, let me let me see what's in the chest. (sighs) Let me see what's in the chest. And Stanley turns to her and goes, excuse me.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's like,
2: and like shuts the trunk, and it's this powerful moment. Yeah. I really like that moment also.
0: It's so good. It's such good writing. Also, only, yeah. of course, Sigourney Weaver could say the words, excuse me, like 10 times in this movie and make uh-huh. it different every time. Make yes. it so original, so iconic, and like instantly quotable. Like she's uh-huh. queen. Like, what the fuck? The masterclass <laughs> in acting. Oh my yeah. God. She deserves top billing. Um, she does. Let's move into, so, oh, this is just a, this category doesn't super apply to this movie, but best song obviously should go to the rap song to, to it. yes. But yes. an honorable mention, the, the folk song, because duh. Yes. But now we move into the last superlative of best all around, which I mm-hmm. have a few nominations and then, like, my winner. So, okay. So, nominations mm-hmm. are The Lawyer, because I just love, <laughs> she just yeah. comes in at the last second and she's just like, I'm taking this down like she's just like <laughs> I love her um Kate Barlow because mm-hmm. that woman's been through hell and back and mm-hmm. deserves the world also tied with Sam obviously yeah. deserved better and like yeah. cruel end. and he's so perfect um <laughs> Madame Zeroni because that mm-hmm. woman also deserved better there's a lot of people in this uh-huh. movie who deserved better who yeah don't really yep. get it and I feel bad for them but she's iconic, and of course, like, Eartha Kit steals the movie for, like, a whole minute. And then uh-huh. my clear winner for me, because, and I wrote it all, in all caps, every time I wrote his name, but zero. Because. Yes. Yes. You want him, like, the second he's introduced in the movie, you're just like, who is that kid? Uh-huh. Because, like, all the other ones, like, kind of stand out. Like, they're pretty typical. But you're like, what is this child doing here? Like, what could he have <laughs> possibly have done to get him sent mm-hmm. here? And, of course, mm-hmm. like, all he does is steal a pair of shoes from a payless and he gets sent to a kid's, like, work camp. Like. Yeah. And it's probably just because of the color of his skin and being homeless. And it's, yeah. like, the, the ridiculously harsh punishment for something that he didn't deserve is insane. Yeah. And so watching his journey throughout the movie and finally finding his mom and having money and, like. Being prosperous and like, oh, it's so good. And you just want to be happy. It makes me so happy. happy to
2: see him succeed and be happy at the end. Yeah. It fills my heart with warmth.
0: The scene with his mom makes me cry every time.
2: Oh, yeah. Every time. Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: my God. It's cheap. It's beautiful. And the song mm-hmm. they play, too. Oh, mm-hmm. God. It's so good. Um, So that's
2: my list. But what about you? I mean, mine that I wrote down are all on your list as well. Um, the The three that I wrote down was... I kind of combined Sam and Kate mm-hmm. as, like, one entity entity, um, because I think, like, they're the people that I root for and, like, every single time I watch it, I'm like, maybe it won't end in tragedy this time. Like, maybe, That's... maybe they'll find love and they'll be happy and okay. And, like, obviously that doesn't happen and, like, obviously, like... It's still very tragic what does end up happening to them, but, like, I think what makes them so iconic and their love story so iconic is that, like, you want it to end differently every single time, which I love. I love that you yearn for that. And that's so true. I, like,
0: I feel that, too, when I watch it, that you really mm-hmm. hope that it's not going to end the way you know it's going to end, and that's yeah. so fascinating how they're able to, like, m- like make you think that, even though you know the uh-huh. truth. Like, yeah, it's incredible.
2: Yeah, their their love is just filled with so much hope. And like, in turn, it gives me hope watching it. So I think uh, they just, they deserve the world. Yeah. And I'm sad they didn't get it. Yep. But you know what? I like to think that after Kate Barlow died, she entered a Titanic-like heaven <gasps> where she saw <laughs> she was reunited with Sam in her schoolhouse, a la Aww. Titanic.
0: That would be so beautiful.
2: <laughs> that's what I believe in my heart late at night <laughs> um so those were like my main my main choice and I also wrote down zero as well because I yeah. think again like you just want him, you just want to see him do well like you want to see him it's this kid who's had so much taken from him and so much happened to him and like seeing him recover and like find a catharsis at the end of the movie in turn gives gives me a little bit of catharsis and makes me feel happy so And can I you imagine that.
0: and you can you imagine the guilt he must feel knowing that yeah. it's because of him that Stanley's there like he knows yeah. Stanley is like a truly innocent kid and it's because uh-huh. of him that he's there like I mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to handle the guilt like that like what do you what do you even do yeah. you know god it's horrible Yeah Um what else Um oh so now we should move on to the curveball um, Pacha. <laughs> sound oh, effects. I, don't know. I need to come up with. I'm I'm starting to slowly add theme songs to the show,
2: uh-huh. um,
0: and so I need to come up with a good curveball one. Um, Pacha. <laughs> it's, it's just gonna be that. I feel like I'm just stealing from from Pixar's The Cars, the Kachow. Like I. I'm oh just, my god. That's, that's all I. That's all I
2: got. Yeah. Um,
0: curveball. Uh, who was your childhood crush?
2: Oh, I'm going to have to say it was definitely Sam, I think, was my childhood crush. Dulé Hill yep. was and still is is my adulthood crush. But I think, again, current me rewatching this movie fell hard and fast for Sigourney Weaver. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was a little, if, if I ever met her, I would be a little lump of putty in her hands because I'd be like, <laughs> My queen. (laughs) Can you imagine
0: if she ran a girls' camp? All of the girls would just be like, I want to be you when I grow up. Like, it would just... (laughs) She would have... She would literally have no issues. Like, she would just... Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: For me... So, Sam
2: and the Warren, I gotta say.
0: For me, it's totally Sam, Kate, and zero. I, like... Specifically as a kid, zero for sure. Uh Uh-huh. And now as an adult, still zero, which is probably not good. But he's just so great. He's just so sweet. Yeah, I want the world for him. Um, but yeah, um, Zero, Kate, and Sam. Oh my god.
2: Oh, his his actor nowadays. His uh, what's his name? Cleo, uh, Cleo, Cleo Tom- Thomas.
0: Thomas. Yeah, he yeah. He is
2: a cutie patootie. He
0: is. I'll share a picture. He's of him very cute it's on a... the Insta for everybody to see. Because yeah, wow. Like wow. Ble-
2: <laughs> yeah. Bless everybody with that image. Oh yeah.
0: Uh, now we move into, I have some notes. Um, so for those of you keeping track at home, I wrote six pages, which (laughs) is pretty simple for me. But I also, like, found myself liking this movie so much getting sucked into it for like the first like 45 minutes i didn't even write a quote because i was just (laughs) and i was like lauren you're you're not just watching this movie you're supposed to be doing your homework (laughs) so i had to like finally make myself start writing notes because i was Mm -hmm. not writing anything um but do you want me to go first or you want to go first what's your preference feel
2: free take it away
0: all right here we go my first one there's always that asshole adult who hates nicknames (laughs) Just in life, there's always that one teacher, that one person who just like hates nicknames, refuses to use them, and it's just a Uh dick for no reason. Yeah. Um I wrote so many movies about kids getting in trouble. Were they trying to tell us something? (laughs) Like I think about this movie, I think about Cadet Kelly, like I think about Uh so many movies about like harsh punishment towards kids for being like juvenile delinquents, and I'm just Mm -hmm. like what the fuck? Like, they, yeah. they really try to, like, s- slam this message over the head for us a few too many times. And it's yeah. boring. Yeah. Um, I wrote, why does Stanley say no to teaching Zero how to read, asshole? I just, like, <laughs> I was really mad in that scene. I was just like, what the fuck, dude? He just, like, went out of the limb. Mm-hmm. Super vulnerable moment. And you're just like, it's very realistic. I give the writing that much. Like, it's, that is, I think, what a, a boy, how a boy would react to a request like that. Yeah. Um, But, like, it's still, I'm mad.
2: Um, (laughs) Do better,
0: Stanley. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Uh, I wrote, the warden is a villain, but her setting Doc straight is amazing. The scene where she's like, did I ask you when you last filled their water canteens? Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, fuck me (laughs) up. Like, amazing. (laughs) Um, This movie makes me horny. Whoops. (laughs) It's just just did it for me um a lot of okay so this i feel like this is accurate to i think how the guys would react but just the amount of slave comments that they make it's just Mm -hmm. like wow like it's just Mm -hmm. because the movie there are huge racial divides in this movie Mm -hmm. and like uh, things like I almost feel like this movie doesn't lean in enough into, yeah. like, women's oppression and uh, and black and brown people's oppression. Like, they uh-huh. they really could go even further. Yeah. And when this I movie... I have some uh, spicy hot takes
2: on that for later. Oh, good. Okay, cool. Yeah.
0: Um, and when they start making those personal slave comments about that, I was mm-hmm. just like, whoa. Like, I feel like that's accurate. I feel like that's what guys would do. Like, of course, they would uh-huh. say that. But, like... Wow. It just comes out of nowhere because the rest of the movie doesn't really talk about race. So all of a sudden these kids are, and I feel like it's just a weird way to talk about race in the movie without talking about the systemic racism of the movie. Um, Yeah. So that's just a note, a thought. Um, I never realized that it's the friend's fault for the whole, like, zero running away from camp Stanley running away from camp. Like I never realized it's literally all their fault that that happened. Wait, what do you mean? Like um so you know, be if it wasn't for the friends if it wasn't for the their quote unquote friends, their friend group uh-huh. making those slave comments. The warden and like all those people wouldn't have found out that they were digging a hole together. Uh-huh. And they might never have discovered the treasure. Yeah. Because Zero and Stanley wouldn't have run away from camp. Yeah. Because Zero runs away because, like, he's getting in trouble for the situation mm-hmm. and ends up, like, mm-hmm. taking it out on on mom because he's a dick. Yeah. Um. So I just never realized, like, it's the friends that are, like, the catalyst for all of that. I never, mm-hmm. like, noticed the sequence of events and I was like, that is so... <laughs> specific like literally if <laughs> like if 15 seconds of this movie hadn't have happened the rest of the movie wouldn't happen yeah and I Zig love zigzag
2: specifically exactly the instigator of it yeah. exactly
0: yeah and I find that so fascinating like I kind of love and hate that in movies when I'm like oh like this is based on like a single second of time if this hadn't have uh-huh. happened the rest of the movie doesn't happen yeah um I think I said that recently about Wizard of Oz I was like if they had just not gone into the basement In in like thirty seconds, if they just like waited thirty seconds, the rest of the movie wouldn't have happened. (laughs) Like we wouldn't have the Wizard of Oz. She wouldn't have hidden her head and had the crazy dream. So true. Yeah, I just find that fascinating when movies do that. Um, And then the last couple I have. um, Oh, why is the family obsessed with creating, like, non-smelly shoes? They never really get into that. <laughs> like, no. why is that their mission? It's so specific. Like, it's so specific <laughs> to be like, I'm going to be an inventor and I'm going to make shoes not stink. And they don't talk about, <laughs> like... Do their shoes stink? Is that why they're Mm -hmm. pursuing it? Do they just have a weird obsession with shoes? Did he used to be Mm -hmm. a shoemaker? Like, they never get into the specifics of why. It's very, like, almost Charlie and the Chocolate Factory-esque of, like, why do they all live together? Like, how did this, where did the balloon bus come from? Like, they just don't go into the background of, like, how is this a thing? It's um, a very
2: niche interest to weigh your entire life on. Too. Very niche.
0: And I'm also like, how do you guys make money yeah. other than this? Because clearly it's not working. So uh-huh. like, what do you do for a living that actually makes you money? And they never say. And it's just so weird. Um, mm-hmm. I cannot believe they show suicide so openly in a kid's movie. Yeah. Like,
2: I mean, he survives, but also like, ugh. oh, no, no, no. I mean, Kate Barlow. Oh Kate Barlow! Oh I thought you were talking about uh, no, uh, barf bag. At I the mean beginning. barf bag.
0: It is a very like dramatic opening, which I think sets uh-huh. the tone really well to show just yeah. like how despondent these kids are. So yeah. So that that way Stanley sticks out like a sore thumb. I think it like makes sense. But mm-hmm. no, with Kate Barlow when she uses this yellow spotted lizard to kill herself is like, uh-huh. I mean it's literally suicide, and it's just like yeah. whoa like that in a kids movie to just like openly. It was. I was shocked. I was like, I can't believe they got away with that with a PG rating. I can't believe they were able to do that. Um, I
2: guess I never even thought of it as suicide. Now that I'm thinking of it, like, but it is because it was nowhere near her. But she picks it up. Yeah,
0: it's not even an accident. Like she actively wants to die, and it's just like, okay, um, (laughs) and it's like right near the end of the movie too. So it's Uh just like, whoa, this just got dark. Um, how the fuck did they get down from the mountain? Like. That shit was so fucking hard to climb, and they're magically (laughs) down in, like, half a day. And I'm just like, how the fuck did they... And I'm just kind of mad that we don't see that journey, because, like, how did... (laughs) What? Anyway. And then my very last one, which is a cool thing that I... So this movie has a lot of, like, Easter eggs throughout the movie to hint at Mm -hmm. things, like, as it goes along, which I'd never noticed before this watch. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh, my God, there's so many Easter eggs. Well, one of them that is, I think, really sweet is at the end of the movie in the commercial, Sploosh... Is created by KB Industries. And they oh, named cool. Yeah, they named the industry, the company, after Kate Barlow. And I think that's that, fucking awesome.
2: That's so cool. I've never noticed that before. Never
0: noticed it, but all of a sudden I <clears> heard, you know, when they do like the Faust announcer voice at the end of a commercial, like da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Uh-huh. Like, like that kind of thing. They said like um, created by KB Industries. And I was like, <gasps> Hey! And <laughs> I just
2: thought that was awesome. So that's a fun little so Easter cool. egg for y'all, if y'all yeah. didn't
0: notice. Um, and those are my, I have some
2: notes. Great notes. Great notes. Thank you. Um, my first note, I talked about this a little bit already because I'm obsessed with the names in this movie. But Yelnats being Stanley backwards, I think is such a good device mm-hmm. to establish this idea of tradition and like familial culture right off the bat and like the you know the folklore and the um uh passed down stories that are attached to families with long lineage i think i think it the the fact that they're all named stanley that stanley yelnats is stanley yelnats the fourth that we see in this movie i think it's just it it sets the tone right away for who this character is and the world that he's grown up in which i i appreciate a lot So I love that. Yeah. Um, Let's see. I also noticed in this watch through, which I've never noticed before. um, So obviously Cambrian Lake is a allegory for the prison industrial complex. Mm -hmm. And I guess I didn't realize how like deep that went until watching it this time through, because I noticed that there's a bunch of boys who serve the food um in the at the camp and like it's their job to like they're like working in like the mess hall mm-hmm. and I was thinking about that and I was like okay so like this is not just like using unpaid labor in regards to like the holes and like you know the warden using the using the boys for her own for her own uh wants and needs by making them dig holes but also she's like making them work in the food and like she's making them make the food and serve the food so it's like unpaid labor like all around and it's it's hidden but it's there which I didn't notice until this time around I thought it was just the holes but it was like it's also that so I'm like if if they're if the kids are you know being forced to serve the food what else are they being forced to do at this camp mm-hmm. to keep it up and running like mm-hmm. at one point there's like they're washing the warden's car at one point like I think they were mowing her lawn at yeah. one point also. So it's, like, just speaks to uh, to the exploitation, ex- exploitation happening at this camp. Yeah, That's no bueno. Um, and I wonder if
0: they have to, like, <clears throat> if they are also kids who are digging holes or if, like, that's their only job is cooking. Because, uh-huh. like, can you imagine, like, digging a hole all day and then also having to serve food? Yeah. Like, exhausting. And, like, cooking it and serving it, like yeah that yeah you're right yeah yeah yeah. i never noticed that i don't know
2: i don't know i want to (laughs) know i want a deep dive into camp green lake i want (laughs) to know what else is happening there well they're gonna do an investigation true true (laughs) um (laughs) i also wrote excuse me i also wrote uh (laughs) kate barlow said eat the rich
0: Oh, yeah. And, wait, when did she
2: say that? She didn't actually say that, but she oh, steals see. from the rich, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kate Barlow said, eat the rich and cab. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, Like, her literal reaction to Sam's death, which, like, you know, we all grieve in our own ways, so, like, I guess I'm not going to judge her for her process, but her, her gut reaction to her love of her life dying is murder, which, like... I mean, for those of you,
0: I mean, for those of you who have seen WandaVision, I feel like that's just where we're heading with women and trauma. I feel like that's just, which I find interesting because part of me is just like, is this what men are afraid of women being in power? Are Uh they afraid we're just going to like kill everybody? Because like, (laughs) y'all, men have been killing everybody since the beginning Mm -hmm. of time. Uh, Literally Cain and Abel, (laughs) if we take that seriously, which... (laughs) So, <laughs>
2: to think that, like, women would do it worse than men, I'm just like, mm-hmm, hmm mm-hmm. Well, it's so interesting because, like, in a way, it's, I mean, it's a Disney movie, so I'll preface this with that, but, I mean, I think, you know, obviously she's avenging what happened to Sam, and she's taking from these people who took from her, but, like, also, partly it's, like, kind of a rape-revenge story because she's was assaulted by the uh sheriff the yeah. night before he was like forcing himself on her mm-hmm. and you know not only was he forcing himself on her but he wasn't with he wasn't upholding the law he wasn't helping sam mm-hmm. and she took her vengeance out on him by killing him so it's yeah. like and in a lot of rape revenge stories that's how women find their power again is by killing men so you know, not to say, not to justify murder in any regard, but I think it is a good uh, screenwriting device to give Kate her power back and like make her feel like she's actively fighting against the people who took her love from her, took her life from her. So, yeah.
0: also, she needed a new career anyway
2: <clears throat> because they burned down the fucking schoolhouse.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, she needed also something new. Yeah. <clears throat> she said, You know what I want to do? I want to be a bandit. Yeah. Love her. And I support her in that. Me too. Um, this is a very small thing, but they use this rattlesnake sound effect, like, yes. so many times throughout the movie, yep. and it's never when a rattlesnake is present, it's always like, <laughs> someone says something dramatic, and then, like, they cue the rattlesnake sound effect. <laughs> That's
0: why I love the score, because I'm just like, it's, it's so Disney, it's so cheesy, but yeah. like, perfect too.
2: Like, perfect. It's so cheesy, but I, I love it. I love it. It works every single time. Yes. Um... I also can't believe that, like, something that stuck out to me this time was the fact that Stanley did not, like, Zero introduced himself to him as Hector Zeroni, and it just went over Stanley's head. He was like, Zeroni, that name doesn't seem important. I guess and he- it just, he didn't make the connection.
0: Yeah. I, I feel like he probably, like, because he didn't know that that was, like, a destiny thing, I feel like. He didn't realize, until he realized God's thumb was, like, a real place, he didn't yeah. start putting the pieces together.
2: Yeah, I suppose, I suppose. I He's just, also just like, kind of stupid. <laughs> like, Stanley's kind also of... Also fair. <laughs> yeah, Stanley's kind of stupid. I, cause, like, the grandpa immediately makes the connection when he's like, what'd you say your last name was again, boy? And he's like, Zaroni, and he gives him, like, a hug and, like, kisses his forehead. Yeah. Um, but, like, for a story that's literally, like, a part of his identity, like, I would think that Stanley would have some, like, would hear that name and be like, oh... Where have I heard that name before?
0: But also, I feel like that just goes to show, like, how many generations that story has been passed down through. And of uh-huh. course, by the time it reaches Stanley, who's Stanley Yelnats fourth, it's like, who gives a shit? Like, yeah. he, he's like classic, uh, high school
2: boy who's just like, uh, what? Like, he just... Yeah. <laughs> oh, Stanley, you, you sweet summer child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... Another note that I wrote down, which you kind of talked about a little bit and I want to get into later with some spicy hot takes is exactly the quote that you pulled out earlier, which is the Where's Your Whip Caveman. Because yeah. I agree. I do think it like comes a little bit out of nowhere. And I I don't want to like get into my spicy hot takes just yet. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'll, hold, I'll hold back a little bit. But I, I just did. I wanted to point that quote out as well, because I think it's I think they could have. Executed a little bit better in regards to the rest of the movie. Yeah. Um, So note note that. Save that for later. Trunk it away for a second. Um, Another thing that I really loved, which you talked about how beautiful the score is, which I fully agree. I think it's amazing. And, like, there's this moment where Stanley is carrying Zero up the mountain and, like, a voiceover of Madame Zeroni starts. Mm -hmm. um, And there's this like musical motif and you start to hear like, if only underneath in the score Mm -hmm. and it's so beautiful. And it's so like, Oh, it makes my little heart sing. I love it. (laughs) I love it when they do stuff like that. Yeah. It's very subtle, but it's, it's lovely. Yeah. Um, also, uh, seeing Stanley and Zero eat the onions on the mountain. Like, (laughs) I have never wanted to eat a raw onion before, but they make it look so appealing and delicious. They
0: make it look so (laughs) delicious. Like, I've loved onions my entire life, and that Uh scene just gets me every time. Yeah.
2: It, like, I'm like, where's a raw onion? I just want to take a big chomp out of it now because (laughs) they made it look so good.
0: Maybe that'll be a new TikTok challenge of, like, people trying to eat (laughs) It's already happened. Somebody's got yeah, to have done sure. a dead challenge. That would be really funny, though.
2: we'll start it. Oh yeah, this be this will be our mark on the world. Oh shit! Now... <laughs> Make children eat raw onions. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I it it looked so delicious, and I you know if I was to eat a raw onion, I only want it to be Sam's onions, Sam's sweet onions from the top of God's thumb. That's all yeah. I want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also think it's. Really, just another testament to how well written this screenplay and book is is uh, the fact that Madame Zeroni cursed the Yelnats family and Kate cursed the Walker family in the same way, and like I
0: right. yeah. yeah yeah yeah
2: I love that I think it's so good like it's all about it's it comes full circle because it's like. She doesn't, you know, obviously she's not, like, a fortune teller in the same way that Madame Zeroni is, but she says to to Trout Walker, she says, your family's going to dig and dig for years to come and for hundreds of years to come and you're never going to find anything. And, like, she doesn't say it like I'm cursing you, but it, it gives off the vibe of a curse, which I think just interesting that the movie played with curses like that i i love it i i wrote as one of my notes and maybe this just
0: attests to me being a little dumb sometimes but (laughs) i wrote in my notes i was like i never noticed that it's two family histories that Uh they show flashbacks of i think that was what confused me as a child Mm -hmm. was i didn't understand the connection between kate barlow and the and um the, in the Yelnats, like, I just uh-huh. never got, like, why is Kate Barlow having this huge storyline in this movie? <laughs> like, it always confused me. And it wasn't uh-huh. until this watch where I was like, oh, I get it, because we have to know how she became yeah. a bandit so that she robbed uh-huh. the Yelnats, but we also have to know how she cursed the Walker so that we understand mm-hmm. why Camp Green Lake even exists, Yeah. And like all of a sudden I was like, oh, it's like so complex. Like I feel Uh like it's just like layer on top, like an onion. It's layer on top. Like an onion.
2: (laughs) wow full circle look at that (laughs) i want to say i'm proud but shrek already got there before me so (laughs) that is what i think of i you know i have to admit holes is not what i think of when i first think of onions it is it is definitely shrek
0: (laughs) see i think of this because i just watching them eat those onions looks so satisfying and it looks so tasty Mm. and it's just like true Um, oh literally saves their lives but yeah um,
2: yeah, yeah, I
0: never. It wasn't until this watch that I realized it was two different family histories and understanding yeah. why they need both of them. And that, but that's so true. I never noticed like the curse aspect of it. Is so true. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I didn't notice it until this go around. I just think it's.
0: Uh... You know, like what I Satcher. A random thought I had while watching this movie is: mm-hmm. Do you think that Henry Winkler and his father? Do you think that they came across the Zeronis? in their lives and didn't take the opportunity to, or do you think it was always resting on Stanley, the uh, on like the main Stanley of the movie to have to do that? Because I thought about that in the movie. I was like, wait, yeah. have they had other opportunities to break the curse and the yeah. elder Stanley Yelnats didn't notice it? And so like, yeah. they still have the curse or was it always going to be up to Stanley Yelnats the fourth to fix this? <laughs>
2: You know, I one of my spicy hot takes is about just that. Actually. <gasps> yes, okay. So I, we, I will, we will save it. Hold off. Oh, okay. yeah, I'm so I'll excited. save that. I'm so excited. Okay, yeah. Cool. I'll finish with my last note, which was um, <laughs> it bugs me every single time I watch this movie. But right at the end, when Zero's about to jump into the pool, he turns to the camera and breaks the fourth wall and winks at the camera and then jumps into the pool. And I hate it so much it's not a movie where we should be breaking the fourth wall but they do it every single time
0: that's so funny i didn't even notice that but i see where you're coming from it is if they had made it like look like a video camera i think that Uh could have that could have worked but they don't they just make it look like no yeah it's Why so out of that? pocket
2: and weird. I don't know. I don't know what the choice was that made. What the decision making process was that made them include that. But it feels weird every single time. I guess they
0: figured everybody at home would be like, "Oh, it's a video camera," but like it doesn't feel like it, that.
2: Enough. No, not no. at all. Yeah, they yeah. didn't
0: translate that well. Interesting.
2: Huh. Yeah. So that's my last note.
0: Yay! <laughs> stop I have breaking some the notes. fourth wall. <laughs> I totally feel that. Um. Okay, now we move into spicy hot takes. Spicy hot That's day. a spicy hot take. That's spicy. Which I'm so excited because mm-hmm. we've been hinting at it so much. So mm-hmm. we'll go back and forth. Do you want to start okay. us off or do you want me to?
2: Um, I can start us off. Yes. I'm so excited. Um, so going back to that uh, comment about the, like, where's your whip Stanley comment. Yes. So... I I wish that race played more of a role in this story. I think mm-hmm. they kind of pussied out of including it in the in the story, which I'm disappointed by a little bit because I think if we're going to talk about the prison industrial con- complex, if we're going to talk about prisons in general, it would be remiss to remiss of us to mention that people of color are disproportionately affected by it. Yeah. And especially black men are disproportionately affected by it. And I'm like a little frustrated with the movie that they didn't include that. Like I think even even just like showing the way that Stanley is treated compared to like Armpit or X-ray, I think would would do something more for the for the screenplay because I was watching this really, really amazing um, YouTube video, which I recommend everybody watch. It's called Holes and the Prison Industrial Complex by Yara Zaid. Oh, you'll Um, have to send
0: me that link so I'll include it in the show notes because... I will. This sounds great.
2: It's amazing. And one thing that she says in that analysis is that racism is boiled down to large acts of violence because we see... The only instance of it that we see is Sam being killed for being a black man kissing a white woman. Mm -hmm. And that's obviously horrific and tragic and an extreme act of racism and violence. But it's the only instance of racism we see. And I think that's kind of downplaying the everyday racism that most people of color experience. Yeah. Especially the racism that people of color experience in prisons. So, I think they had an opportunity, and I don't think they used it, and I'm a little frustrated by that. I think it's even weird that they kill Sam for
0: kissing a white woman, but, like, when he's in town selling his goods, everybody acts like he's a normal person. Yeah, everybody likes him. Yeah, and I'm like, that's not accurate, especially in Texas. Are you kidding me? Like, what? Um... And I, it comes out of left field. All of a sudden the movie's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's the reason we'll, like, remove his character and put her on Mm -hmm. this, on this journey. But it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's not very fleshed out in a, yeah,
2: not, not great. I think, like, because I was thinking about that also. I was like, why do they, like, why are they acting like racism doesn't exist in 1905? (laughs) Why are we pretending, like, this is okay? Yeah. Um... And I think what I was thinking about is like, I think Sam's character could be a good example of tokenism in mm-hmm. in African-American communities and how like maybe his character was considered like, quote unquote, one of the good ones, which is like, you know, a very yeah. toxic form of thinking that some people who are racist but don't think they're racist have. Yep. Um. So I was thinking that like maybe that's what it was, what they were going towards is like, Because he's the only African-American man in this community, like, maybe he's been accepted because people are like, oh, yeah, like, he's black, but he's not, like, the other African-American people out there. Yeah. You know, because it's 1905 and we have to assume that they're probably racist because Mm -hmm. it would be (laughs) silly for us not to assume that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. One of my, yeah. the, one of the notes on my very first page of notes is this movie doesn't address blatant racism enough.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, so, so, starting Spicy Hot takes off a little bit on a downer, but that's, but it's that true. was my biggest grudge against this movie. Yeah. Is that I think it's almost perfect except for that, that one thing. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, okay, my first one, it's <laughs> kind of simple and kind of biased, but, um. So and I feel bad because you were talking about how like the importance of like <laughs> passing down names and like uh-huh. the history like family history or whatever. But my bias spicy hot take is <laughs> assholes are named after their fathers. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like I feel like that's just like a white man douche thing <laughs> is to be named after your father. Uh-huh uh, because who the (laughs) fuck ever wants to hear somebody say, I'm so-and-so the third? Like, as soon as you hear that, you're like, oh, get the fuck away from me. Like, that's, maybe that's just my reaction. I don't know. But yeah, I don't, I I don't like it.
2: I, you know what? That's fair. I can't comment on this because my roommate is a fourth. Oh, no. (laughs) Sorry to roommate. His name is passed down. Um, uh, but I can see where you're coming from. I think, I, the only thing I can say is that if I had a son and my first name was my last name spelled backwards, I would absolutely jump on that opportunity because what a sick name to have. But
0: at least, like, put it in the middle name. Don't make it, like, everybody. Like, I feel like that's just, I just think it's tacky. Like, it's just so... (laughs) Sorry to your roommate.
2: I apologize. (laughs) Um, no, I can see where you're coming from, for sure. It is very much, like, a. it gives me big, like, affluent, like, Connecticut. Yeah. Rich, rich man vibes. <laughs> <Connecticut>. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all, all I think of is the 1% when I
0: hear that, and I just want to uh-huh. barf. I just. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's,
2: <laughs> what's your next spicy outtake? take? Um, we were talking about this a little bit, uh, before the podcast, but. I think Stanley's character, despite being the main character, is the least interesting part of this book and movie.
0: Ding, ding, ding! We have yeah. a
2: winner! That is yeah. so true. So For, true. He's surrounded by so many interesting characters, and he is like a little block of unseasoned bread <laughs> in the middle of these like amazing, like colorful, beautifully written characters. And then there's Stanley.
0: Yep, exactly. It's a good thing that, like, so many things happen to him, because it's not like Mm -hmm. he makes anything happen. Like. (laughs) True. Uh, my spicy hot take is this movie is edited very confusingly. Like, it's. The The way that they unfold the storyline, I find to be mm-hmm. extremely confusing. As a child, I definitely did not understand anything about this movie. <laughs> like, I liked uh-huh. it because it was an easy watch and was, like, kind of exciting enough to, like, stay tuned in. And, like, mm-hmm. not super difficult, but, like, the editing journey of it, of watching, like him, like, it just kept jumping storylines. Yeah. It would go to this timeline, then all of a sudden it would be deeper into the timeline, then it would jump further into the timeline, then it would go back to the original. It was so confusing and would just, like, you would only get, like, these five or ten minute vignettes of each thing. Mm -hmm. And it was very frustrating and I, even re-watching it as an adult, I'm just, like, why? Why did you do this? And I (laughs) highly disagree with the way that they ordered this movie. I think there could have definitely been a better way to do it.
2: Yeah. Well, there's not even any, like, transition into some of the flashbacks. It's just, like, there's no, like, (laughs) there's no catalyst for them going into a flashback. It's just, like, Stanley, like, staring off into the distance, and then, like, all of a sudden we're in Kate Barlow's history, and you're like, oh, whoa, okay. Yes. (laughs) Guess we're here now. (laughs) Exactly. Yep. Yeah yeah I would agree with that. Thank you. Um, to expand on that with one of my <gasps> one of my spicy hot takes um, despite its kind of crusty editing, I think the movie because I like I said before, I read the book in preparation for this podcast. Mm-hmm. and I think the movie is better than the book. Believe Interesting. it or not
0: I would agree with you because I did definitely yeah. did not respond to the book when I was a kid, but yeah. I responded to the movie.
2: I, you know, I'm not the, I don't like to be that person that's like, oh, the movie was way better because I always like to be that purist who's like, oh, you have to read the book. It's so much better than the movie. (laughs) Yeah. But I can't say that in this regard. I can't say it. The book was like, it did not live up to my expectations. I've like, I was just disappointed. And like, I ended up watching the movie and like, they added in a bunch of details and like character exploration that the movie, that the, excuse me, that the book doesn't have. And, like, I wish the book had that. I wish the book had, like, the everything that the movie had because it's, oh, it's just, it's so much better. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I, yes. 100% agree. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, mine.
0: <clears throat> I have a couple, one of them that I've already kind of mentioned, so I'm just going to kind of mm-hmm. lump these two together. Um, mm-hmm. but one of them I've already mentioned, like, why did they make up a fake lizard like i'm just like (laughs) yeah what What?" like they just painted lizards that were not the kind of lizards that were dangerous and i just find that weird i'm just like what Mm -hmm. like just use scorpions just like (laughs) (laughs) like those already are there and there's like the one little scene where that like is on his bed and that's like a legit fear like that's a total possibility so like weird anyway um and then this, I just really disagree with this. Why do they have a rec room? These guys are juvenile (laughs) delinquents on, like, a work camp. It is, like, the prison industrial complex. Why do they have a rec room? There is no reason that they should have a pool table and bowling and Mm -hmm. a radio and a TV. Like, that is, what? Like, I think, like, oh, sorry, go ahead. I just get mad that it's there. I'm just, like, Mm -hmm. these kids are, like, like, it was either jail or here. Like, mm-hmm. there's... N- they should not have a rec room. If it had been, like, a workout room, maybe. Because mm-hmm. that's, like, an actual jail thing. So, like, I could have seen that making sense. Yeah. But this, no. Like, they... Like, this... Because then that would give them something to look forward to. And the point mm-hmm. is they're not supposed to have nothing to look forward to. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to have nothing. So, like, the, the rec room defeats the purpose of them having any hope.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think... The book went into this a little bit better because you could get like the physical description of the room, but the way they describe it in the book is that it's like super, super rundown. Like there's a TV in there, but the TV is just static all the time. There's um, like a pool table, but it's missing like the the pool cues or it's missing like the balls. One of the two, I can't remember which. Mm-hmm. So it's like the <laughs> image of a rec room, but like the amenities of a rec room are not actually there or functional. So it's, like, the guise of, oh, like, we're giving you time to relax, but there's nothing there to actually relax with.
0: Yeah, and that makes so um, much more sense.
2: Yeah, which I am I wish they had. They kind of did it in the movie. Like, there was, like, a staticky TV at one point that I remember zigzag, like, hitting to, like, get the picture better.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And, like, there's a pool table, but, like... But the pool
0: table has balls. They all have cues, Like, multiple of them. There was, like, four cues or something. Yeah. Like, a lot of them. They have bowling. They have a radio Mm -hmm. that actually plays good music. Like, I was just like, come on. Like, even, like, yeah. I felt like they could have leaned into it being, yeah, more run down. They should have done that. But instead, it looked like a fun place to hang. I was (laughs) like, no! That's not... (laughs) They shouldn't have that. Yep.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... This is a spicy hot take that I talked about a little bit earlier. Ooh. So th- the movie obviously covers like a lot of themes that are, you know, despite it being a children's movie, it, you know, it, it addresses some very adult topics, which I do appreciate. Um, so like it talks about the abuse of power. It talks about um, the punishment of poverty. It talks about the prison industrial complex. But one thing that I don't think a lot of people talk about with this movie, which I didn't even realize until I was re-watching it, is that I think it also deals with generational trauma and the way, yes. like, you can't heal the pa- like, you, you don't heal the past actions of your ancestors, or you can't heal the past actions of your ancestors until you make reparations for what they did. Yes, and, yeah. Like, I think it, what you were saying earlier about, like, why haven't Stanley's dad or his grandpa, like, done anything to, you know, like, seek out as a Zaroni? I think it talks to how, like, a lot of the times the youth are expected to fix, fix the wrongdoings of the past and, like, fix, like, parental trauma or fix, you know, generations of trauma that you might be holding onto that you don't even realize and how it's up to the child to basically do that which is kind of an unfair to put unfair position to put a child into, but it's a lot of the reality for most people. It's like you don't know what you're holding on to until you start to heal it and you start to go through the process of healing it. And I think Stanley had to be the one to fix this and like find Hector and carry him up the mountain and fix his great-great-grandfather's wrongdoing. And like the scene where Hector is, like, meeting his mom for, again, for, you know, how many years, however many years it's been, and, like, finding her again after hiring these private investigators. Mm-hmm. I noticed that the grandfather was, Stanley's grandfather was, like, crying. Yeah. And I was, like, interesting, like, one, why would they include Stanley's grandfather in this scene? And, and like, why isn't the rest of his family there? Like, this was obviously a choice for him to be included here. And I think it was supposed to be kind of, like, a testament to how his grandfather was, like, realizing, like, what they did to this family. And, like, they finally fixed it.
0: Wow. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So. Wow. Heal your trauma or else it'll haunt you like a curse. (laughs)
0: Seriously. And, Mm -hmm. And, of course, like, I find it you know, very telling of, like, the white family needing to make reparations for Mm -hmm. a a black family and, like, how that's exactly Mm -hmm. what the U.S. should be doing right now, Mm -hmm. that everybody's like, why do my taxes go to Ben? Yeah. And it's like, shut the fuck up. We are talking about, like, mere, like... We're talking about mere pennies going towards mm-hmm. people who are still suffering from the trauma. of Like, mm-hmm. how, like. can we all just address that, like, slavery, one, wasn't that long ago. Two, Jim mm-hmm. Crow wasn't that long ago. Three, uh, the Civil Rights Act wasn't that long ago. And four, we still don't have full civil rights. Yes. <laughs>
2: like,
0: even <laughs> yeah. if we, it's supposedly, quote unquote, law. It's not a thing. Like, like tens of new voter suppression bills have all mm-hmm. just been initiated in state yeah, and local that. governments since january like of just yeah. this year like over 40 voter suppression yeah. laws have been it's fucked up pushed forward and a lot of them are being approved as we speak mm-hmm. and it's like yeah we have like it is not fucking over like Mm-mm. oh god yeah okay Takes some
2: accountability yes <laughs> that's, exactly that's yeah. what we need to do
0: yes <clears throat> um my next one Mm -hmm. Wow, I feel, (laughs) my next two are, like, almost, like, jokes, and I'm like, shit, Laura, I should have, I should have just read all mine first, because they weren't, my spicy hot takes weren't that spicy this time, (laughs) um, I, I kind of mentioned this earlier, but this is, like, my spicy hot take joke of, like, this movie, Mm -hmm. this is, like, Shawshank Redemption, but for kids, (laughs) like, (laughs) the setup of an innocent white man befriending a, um, black man who is guilty for a crime but doesn't deserve the harsh punishment. Mm -hmm. being in an oppressive system where everybody is against them. The friend group, like, literally everything about it is, like, so Shawshank. And I Mm -hmm. just find it funny watching it because Shawshank Redemption is one of my favorite movies of all time. So watching... (laughs) That's so unexpected. (laughs) Really? Why?
2: Yeah. I don't know. I just... I mean, I guess I wouldn't think that Shawshank Redemption would be your favorite movie of all time. I mean, since we were talking about Barbie movies earlier in yeah! this episode. <laughs> I have eclectic taste, as I like to, <laughs> as I like to say. I literally have eclectic
0: taste about like almost everything, like fashion, uh-huh. music movies like everything and yeah, yeah like Shawshank is one of my favorite movies I fucking it's genius
2: like it's so fucking awesome. good and I've never seen it so maybe I'll oh watch my it God. because of because you recommended it
0: I would love to do an episode on that with you because that Ooh. would be so many I mean if we're talking yeah. about prison industrial complex girl uh-huh. like that movie yeah. is it and I yeah. would and that movie like especially doesn't really get into it enough because every character but Morgan Freeman is white And that is Uh just, like, not accurate. Uh Um, So that would be a great movie to discuss with you. Oh, my God. I would also just love to hear somebody's (laughs) opinions on it, watching it for the first time, because I've watched it, like, 20 times. Um, Yeah. But anyway, that's my joke, spicy hot take, is that this movie is Shawshank (laughs) Redemption for kids. Nice. Yep. Do
2: you Um, have
0: another one? My,
2: yes, my last spicy hot take is um, the Yelnats aren't unlucky, they're just poor. And... Yeah. To expand upon that a little bit. Um, like, when I was watching the movie, there was a lot of instances where I was like, this, you know, the Yelnats talk about how unlucky they are all the time, but, like, they've had some pretty lucky things happen to them. Like, the fact that Kate Barlow kills all men that she steals from, but for some reason spared Stanley's great-great-great-grandfather, mm-hmm. um, and didn't kill him, and, like, he wandered through the desert and found water and survived like that's pretty lucky like i mean all of his money was stolen from him but like he escaped with his life which i would say is arguably pretty like pretty good Mm -hmm. um and like also the fact that obviously you know him being sent to a juvenile detention center is not an ideal circumstance but the fact that zero was the one who stole the shoes zero threw the shoes over this overpass that Stanley just happened to be walking under, and it hit him on the head, and he caught the shoes, and it you know led to this whole um, snowball effect that created the circumstances that brought him to Camp Green Lake, so that he could break this you know family curse. I think that is arguably pretty lucky too. Like that's a lot of things lining up in the world with fate and destiny.
0: It's also lucky that he doesn't get sent to jail because the judge could have totally ignored his request of wanting to go to Camp Green Lake and could have just sent him to jail, which also I question. That's one of my also,
2: I have some notes is like, yeah,
0: he's like 16, just stole a pair of shoes. Like, can he really go to
2: jail for that? What? (laughs) Yeah. So like, I think it's I think his family is arguably lucky, but I think poverty, when you're that poor, it creates these circumstances of like, like you're you're trying your best to survive, and like obviously that's not going to create an ideal world for any child to be raised in, and like not that, that I think they use the curse as an excuse for their poverty. I don't think that's the circumstance at all, but I think it it is like sometimes nice to blame society for screwing you over on something easy like a family curse yeah yeah so yeah yeah
0: um i should have done my spicy hot take before that mine is... <laughs> no end on something
2: light <laughs> okay well mine is very mine is like
0: light but like i mean this genuinely uh-huh. i really wish kate barlow's posse had been all women and instead, it's me too. all men. And I hate it. Like, oh, every yeah. time I get to that point in the movie, I'm like, why the fuck would she have picked men to be in her posse? Yeah. Like, there's no female outlaw she could have partnered up with, like, really? Uh-huh. And I just hate it every time. Because I'm like, there's no way yeah. she would trust another man. Are you kidding
2: me? Yeah. I totally agree with that. I think that's that's so valid. Especially considering, like, I mean, granted, we don't see her relationship with any other woman throughout mm. Like, her little, you know, flashback bits, like, we don't know what her relationship is like with women, but, like, I feel like it would have been so much stronger for her to be like, I know I literally, men killed the love of my life out of racism and brutality and awfulness and tried to assault me, so of course I'm gonna make a crew of all women bandits running around the South robbing the rich.
0: Yeah, exactly. 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 Um, now we come to the ironic question of the podcast, which is, should this be remade? And (laughs) Mm. my obvious answer is no. Yeah. Uh, I literally wrote, I wrote no with a smiley face. Cause I was was, like, I just, it's not like, it's a great story. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's definitely no reason it needs to be redone. Um, also just like the story, unless they were to explore the racial divides, a little bit mm-hmm. better, I don't see the point in needing to talk about, like, more white people problems. Yeah. Um, especially in this case, where they're just like, "Well, yeah. was me? All of these things are happening to me. And it's like... Yeah. Eh.
2: Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. I also think, like, when I think about movies that need to be remade, I think about movies that had an intent when creating their movie and did not succeed on reaching that intent or it didn't come across successfully. Mm-hmm. But I think like at its core, despite, you know, the flaws that we did just point out, I think Holes achieves what it's trying to do, which is to talk about like the brutality of prison systems, to talk about like how for profit prisons are garbage, to talk about like abuse of power and all these other things. Like I think it does do it very successfully. So, you know, I don't think it would be necessary to be remade. Like I don't think there's anything you know, besides, unless they did want to ex- explore the racial divide, like you said, I don't think there's any reason to. Like, I think they, I think it does a good job of achieving the intent it, it wanted to achieve when it was created. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, all right. Well, that's it. <laughs> um thank you everyone for listening thank you mckenna for coming back on the show thank you this was great i look forward to your i'm not even lying like i look so forward <laughs> to your spicy hot takes because i know you're gonna come with like the all of the tea all of the yeah. truth and i'm just like i am just yeah. you are like the educator and i just thank like, you love talking you know about normally things
2: Normally I have a make it gay spicy hot take and I didn't have one this time which is very <laughs> off brand for me so I feel like that I'm would glad. I feel like it would totally
0: take the movie right off the tracks if all of a sudden yeah. they threw in some <laughs> kind of gay romance I feel like it would just no like, there's
2: a lot happening yeah there's the just, more <laughs>
0: there's so many other things to include a romantic relationship in this outside of Kate yeah. and Sam's would be way too many plot lines way too many there's already like what 20 characters in this movie you have to
2: remember (laughs) it's a lot Uh, i'll I'll have another we'll do another movie that that'll have a really spicy hot take for a make it gay oh shawshank is gonna be the one
0: like oh god
2: (laughs) also maybe ella
0: enchanted that'll be fascinating when we get to ella enchanted maybe we'll find a way to make that gay
2: Certainly, if we watch Princess and the Popper, Barbie, the Princess and the Popper, that <gasps> which, was which there is will. certainly a lot of opportunity to make that gay. <laughs> Just saying, <laughs> I'm so
0: excited! Oh, I can't wait for the Barbie movie day. Oh, I love, I love that the, the three movies we've now discussed of doing episodes on are Ella
2: Enchanted, Shawshank uh-huh. Redemption, yes, and uh-huh. Princess and the Popper. Movie. Like. I mean a natural trans- transition, I don't know what you're talking about. But this is
0: why I love this podcast, because I can talk about whatever movie I fucking want to. I did an episode yeah. on The Sixth Sense, like, are you kidding me? Like, wow,
2: I'm proud of you.
0: Yeah, we can. I can do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> and with that, thank you everybody for listening. <laughs> um, please follow the show on Instagram at Please Don't Remake This. Please click the subscribe button, please just click it just sign up for those episodes coming at you every week on wherever you listen do apple podcast spotify it. google podcast wherever it. yeah do it do it <laughs> uh please also rate and review i love to read the reviews like seriously they give me so much serotonin which in this society i
2: desperately need please Se- severely lacking right severely now severely <laughs> lacking
0: so please write a review even if it's just like this is cool that would mean so much to me so please please rate and review Uh, and I hope you tune in next week. Bye!
2: Bye!